Hey, everybody. Before we get to this week's episode, I wanted to jump on and give it a little bit of context. This week's episode, which is a juror in the Derek Chauvin murder case uh, for the for the murder of George Floyd, obviously, um, was recorded off of a live stream. So we're starting to do that now with any episode we can if the guest allows it. So if you follow us on Facebook or YouTube, you can watch our live streams um, and then you can ask questions, which will pop up on the screen. You know, we're uh, we're trying to leave room for the audience to do that, which I enjoy. Um, that way I don't piss people off that I didn't ask a fucking question and they write me and ask all the time. All that bullshit that people torture me about all the time. But I really appreciate it. It's just cool to see what things people think of. So if you want to do that, follow us on Facebook, YouTube, or I guess Twitter even. Um, but anyway, that's that. Um, this was a killer episode. I, I really liked it. There, there was a full hour, 15 minutes in the middle where I was just riveted the whole time. Um, just being a juror for a life and death case or, you know, where you're, where you're, you're deciding on a man's fate, basically. Um, just that alone would be really interested. Uh, but this with the historical context and, um, it, it's really, really interesting. Um, shout out to Jake Scholler who, who, um, edited this episode and, uh, he listens to all of ours. He thinks it's a top 20 episode too. It's not full of, you know blood and guts or there was no um people doing that 80s tongue thing you know to like turn people on where you like lick your lip really gently like there's none of that going on between the lawyers there's no scandal if you want blood and guts and murder try the marine episode two episodes ago that would be uh i love that episode too <laughs> so but this is different this is more just in the psychology of it and um how he reacted to the families and Chauvin's support or lack thereof. And, and man, it, it's, um, it, it, it was just great. And, and I want to say as a, a side thing to this, people ask me this all the time, because I talked to the guests before the show, I talked to him after there's a lot of stuff around the show. And I took him to be extremely genuine. Um, everything that he says on the podcast, I took for truth. Um, I, I was really interested. We've been, um, the passionate whites have been all over me on Facebook and, um, just like, look, that guy's such a liar and all this stuff. But I do also want to say they are white supremacists because they are actually speaking German in the thread. So, uh, it was just interesting to see that people could take it that way. So I wanted to let, let everyone know that I'm being genuine through this whole thing. I, I mean, I, uh, he, he was a great guy. The guest name is Brandon Mitchell. He's the first juror that came out. He explains his reasons for doing that um, at the end of the podcast, actually. But I think it 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 makes sense. Um, he does have his own podcast. That's not why he put himself in this um, of whatever intense situation so he could promote his podcast, which is called The Wholesome Podcast, which I do recommend. And I'm going to go on it. Um, and it's not a wholesome podcast. They talk relationships and all that stuff. And, um, it, it's really funny from what I've seen and I'm really excited to go on it. So I, I encourage you guys to give him support and check it out. You can find him on Instagram at wholesome underscore podcast, and it's available basically everywhere you get podcasts. So the wholesome podcast, check that out. I want to thank my guest for coming on with us. I want to say, enjoy the episode, but also I have three more bangers set up 
and I'm just thrilled. I'm, I'm super excited to be back. Um, I kind of address some stuff that happened in my life, more chaos that prevented us from putting out episodes, but damn it, I'm in my bachelor pad overcompensation apartment downtown. Um, I am uh, doing some single dad stuff. I'm amicable with mom and I'm back to podcasting and doing stand up like I should be. So more than anything, I want to say we have some like killer episodes coming up and we're doing a bunch more. So enjoy this one. Um, have a good day. Do you know where this road leads? Then hear this, all ye people. Give ear, all ye inhabitants of the world, both high and low, rich and poor together. Do you indeed speak righteousness? Do you judge uprightly, all ye sons and daughters of men? And do you judge as others judge? For as you judge, you shall be judged. And if you condemn, you are condemned. Pass on. But there is no return. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Profession Confession Podcast. Uh, we got a great episode for you. I'm your host, Gabe Noah. With me, as always, is the symmetrical one, the chocolate unicorn, Tevin Pittman. Yes, I am here. There he is. God, you're symmetrical. Try to be. Carmelicious, too. <laughs> um, and then with me, we have a great guest this week. I'm fucking stoked for this episode, uh, We've, uh, which I'll stop talking to the screen soon now. I'll start talking to you. But, uh, but yeah, this week, we have a juror from the Derek Chauvin trial, right? You've accomplished nothing else in your life. Just this. That's literally the That's, only thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, man. I was. Uh, uh, we met because you have a podcast, right? Yep, absolutely. And it's called the Wholesome Podcast, which I love the fucking title. It's like a, it's it's not wholesome. It's a uh, relationships kind right. of podcast, right? Yep, yep. dating relationships. Uh, me, my co-host, we bring a guest on, and we go over different topics. We uh, we have a few segments, and we're just going over various things. And it's not just me. And this other guy just only giving our opinion. We Two men just talking <laughs> just about talking. relationships. Yeah. <laughs> right. No. So we usually bring a female guest on and we get everybody's perspective on, on various things from dating, relationships, marriage, poly, all type of things. I mean, we're all over the place with it. Yeah. 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 Man, I'd love to come on and talk about my divorce. Yeah. No, we got to get you on absolutely to talk about your divorce. <laughs> oh, yeah. No. It's, That'll be a good one. It's actually very, very amicable, but no matter how amicable they are, they fucking Still. suck. Exactly. I mean, anytime it's any form of a breakup, especially a divorce, like, I mean, it's a lot to talk about. It's a lot of topics. Yeah. You hit on. No, it is. It, which, you know, this is a way of me also explaining to our audience why we've been so gone is we had COVID. We started releasing a couple podcasts. Yeah. Right. Well, we didn't then, have COVID. Like we survived through. COVID. We survived yeah. through COVID, but we couldn't do this podcast in person. Right. You know, right, and right. it's a confession is in the name. Yeah. And we we tried it like on the phone or Zoom and it's like people don't fucking care to answer to whatever. No. And I mean, in person, you just get a better vibe. Mm -hmm. Like you can really feel somebody out and have a real conversation. I mean, Zoom and Skype is just, it's not the same. Yeah, yeah. No, no doubt about it. So um, before we get into this stuff, I guess I want to learn a little bit about yourself. But, but I, I guess, you know, my first question would be is how did you lie your way onto the jury? <laughs> it's, I don't think Because I know for a fact you were going to convict him at all times i don't know if you notice you're a black guy i am a black guy that is the only thing true about any of that <laughs> <laughs> but i don't even think there is a way to truly lie yourself on a jury because it's i mean the process is pretty in-depth like so you fill out a questionnaire in the beginning yeah um, 
the questionnaire for this one was like, I don't know, like 60, 70 questions or something like that. Just going over different experiences you've had throughout life. Um, and Have you then, ever had a cop knee on your back and fucking no. take your breath? But I, but I actually like. I mean, I'm, is that a question? But that is a question. Right, the right. question is: Have you, have you been like, abused by? Yeah, law and enforcement? I mean, or have you seen you know law enforcement abusing anybody? And I mean, on my questionnaire, I kept it a hundred percent real. Where it's like, no, I've seen police like body slam somebody and just completely just go above and beyond just abusing oh, yeah. them um, for no reason, pretty much. Like I've I've hundred percent seen that. And I was a hundred percent honest about that. Yeah. And then so after you do the questionnaire, like bring you for an interview. And they ask you about those questions on the questionnaire. Like, okay, well, you said right. this on here. Like, and then they cross-examine you, right? Yeah. So it's like, yeah. So it's like, I mean, so say if you did lie on your questionnaire, it's like, well, now you got to stand on that in, in front of a judge, you know, under oath. Now what? I mean, right, so, right. I mean, it's... Right. It doesn't even make sense to, but... I was partially joking, but only like 20%. No, but the thing is, some people actually believe that I, that I lied on my questionnaire. Hey, that's I, a real anyone thing. who's... I, I mean, put it this way. When we met, yeah. Which, which, uh, by the way, I did like the most inadvertent racist thing. He told me his name and then I go, his name is, it, which we should say, is yes, Brandon Mitchell. Sure. Right. Yes. Yep. And I said, uh, I go, what is that? Brandon Jackson. <laughs> so I don't think I'd make it on the jury with my. No, uh, they would have, they would have definitely. Uh, they would have sniffed that out right away. Eliminated you right there. But yeah, yeah. Uh, I just assume all black people are named Jackson. No, that, it was a good one. It was a good timing. I'll give you that. It was good. Yeah, good, yeah, good yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I mean, did you want to do jury duty? I mean, I assume you'd never yeah. done it before this. No, that was my first right. time. First okay. Time. Um, I would say when I first got the letter saying that I was being selected, I was like, um, I don't know. Um, Cause it was, it's actually was, I'm a basketball coach and it was during the season still. Okay. And it was like during a pivotal point in the season. So I was like, uh, just kind of going to overlap. Yeah. I'm not really feeling it. Um, where do you coach basketball? Like, like, uh, where was your life at that time? I yeah. Guess. So, so I coach, I coach high school at Minneapolis North. Okay. Um, during this time we were just starting the season. That's when they start sending out letters. So this is like maybe November of, uh, this, this is November leading up into 2020 and, we're or 2021. We're, we're literally just starting our season. We're just starting. And I'm like, damn, I'm getting this letter saying I got to go do a jury, go be on the jury panel in, in March or April. Um, they didn't have an exact date yet. And, so, and you had zero inclination. I assume that they didn't even know what case it was for when they sent that. Um, The very first letter, I believe, didn't have any information. Okay. But it was I think I was pretty suspicious. Like, hmm, the timing of this, this oh, really? could be. This could be that case. I don't know. Right. But they, I think they sent a supplement letter right after that, maybe a couple of weeks or a week and a half or something like that. And then you find out what case it's on. So you still find out very early what case it is. Oh, okay. You so, do. Yeah. So it was, I mean, you still find out like November, December. Boom. This is the case. You have to clear this time out because this yeah. is something that you actually have to do. Like it's not an option. So, so at that point, did you sort of have the... You know, historical context, were you intrigued by doing that? You know, because it did care. Like, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, I I just tried to brainstorm it really quickly. But yeah. I was like, what's the biggest court cases of my lifetime? <laughs> yeah. Of course, fucking OJ. OJ. And then this. And that's yeah. about all I can think of. I'm sure there's more. <laughs> I'm just yeah. like, I ran up against a wall and I was like, this is truly, you know, do you have, did you have that historical context like right away? That, you know, that this could be a big thing. And yeah, I knew pretty early on that it was a historical moment. Um, mm-hmm. I think it definitely superseded anything I ever thought of. But yeah. I knew I knew for sure it was like a point in history where it's like, okay, 
this is possibly a moment and I should yeah. probably be a part of this moment. Right. Um, so at that point, I kind of switched my tune and was like, okay, I, I kind of do want to see if I could be a part of this or not. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Did you feel that among the other jurors too, where it's like, you know, where there was a sense of people wanted to get on it or were people tanking trying to get off of it? What did you see? Um, People were definitely tanking, but I don't know if it was because they wanted to get off it or just they just had super strong beliefs. If they're um, just so racist, they can't even hide it. Right? I mean, either way. Or whatever. So, yeah, or so way. anti-cop or so, what, whatever. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you got both sides of it where people are just coming in, uh, which I found a lot of this out after the fact because you could watch like the interviews on YouTube and I watched a few of them. People are just coming in like, fuck the police. Like, right, right. They're just like, Get me out of this. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't think there was many people that really um, – champion being on i think there were a few and i think that the ones that did were actually on the jury yeah 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 Yeah, i mean i mean in my mind so i have what i would consider an adventurous spirit or or you know i would have that historical context that would be interesting to me to be a part of it right so i would and you know and i do think i would play it straight because these are really intelligent guys who are cross-examining you and you're not gonna you're not gonna be i mean i could fuck with them but not many other people (laughs) yeah you gotta you gotta be good but yeah yeah what what was um oh i'm an enormous liar asked my (laughs) ex-wife no um what what did you see like um so you were interested in doing it yep they kind of bring you in what are the first meetings like how does that work i guess when it's this high profile case um, so after they do the interviews, um, and it's, it's kind of uh, leading into that first day, they uh, they actually brought us to a secure location. So we drive to a secure location outside of the city of Minneapolis, and then we get escorted in in unmarked cars by a bunch of sheriff's department. So holy have, shit! So yeah, it's like it's like you have a car that you're in, then you have a tail car. Um, then you have another tail behind that. It's, it's a whole process. Then you drive into the city in an unmarked car. And enter through um, this underground, and then you see line. all the press, yeah, protesters, all in. that shit as you're coming in. Yep. So that's got to get your adrenaline going Absolutely. a little bit, right, right? Early in the morning. Right yeah, early. yeah. Um, what did the cat? So you're riding with cops. Yeah. What What was that vibe like in the car? Were they? You know, is there yeah, any? Yeah, yeah. I mean, gonna fucking take down one of the good guys? No, nah, it was. They I'm never sure did. they have to be super. Fucking, they were yeah, yeah. they were chill. They were like super cool for the most part. Cause, I mean, we end up spending. I mean, this same it's, it's the same deputy bringing you in every day. Okay, so you end up you know getting some some form of relationship with them. Yeah, and um, I mean, the lady I had, I mean, she was pretty cool. She was just like whatever. I mean, you know, yeah. She so she wasn't an ass or nothing like that. But did she ever indicate to you her feelings, like even just where you maybe sussed it out a little bit? Like I feel like she thinks that he was guilty or whatever. Um, no. Um, I wish I wish we would have got some kind of indication from her. We didn't get nothing from her in terms of that. And also, you got to remember, we're coming in. It is still jury duty. It's pretty boring a lot yeah. of the time. I mean, you're coming in bright and early. You, I mean, you don't even... It's hard to tell sometimes. because it's, it's early in the morning. You're sleepy, and you're going to sit in a room for the first hour just sitting there looking at each other before the case even starts. So Right. Yeah. What is... Yeah, it's a dull fucking room. There's yeah. nothing on the walls or anything like that. Exactly. I so, guess they want you to pay attention. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> but... <laughs> What what do they um, so, what were you like going into this? What was your like, what was your position on social justice stuff? One, the second thing I'd ask is, how the hell did you not know everything about this case going into it? Are you black Amish? 
Whoa, 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 whoa. Leave oh. my black Amish people. Kevin's black Amish. Oh, wow. He's no. half Amish. He's the That's only black hilarious. half Amish guy in the world, I think. Zero percent Amish. That's hilarious. No, he has I'm family that's Amish. I'm not making it up. That's nuts. That's nuts. It's I'm, awesome. It's a super interesting story. But yeah. I'm way far from Amish. But um, no, I mean, as me being uh, a coach in the community, a leader in the community, I've always kind of, um, you have to pay attention to everything in social justice. And as a yeah. black man, I mean- I'm pretty socially conscious right? Um, as a person just in general. Um, but coming into this, I, I didn't know much about it because I don't watch the news. I yeah. just flat out don't watch the news just because I learned at maybe 16, 17, it's only negative stuff on the news. And I just didn't ever. secretly Amish. I'm secretly Amish. It, right? yeah. yeah. So I don't I don't really watch the news. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not big on, on social media besides through my podcast. So it's like I'm not really looking at these things. And when the video went viral, and as I'm seeing it pop up everywhere, and I was I scrolled past it one time, and it actually started auto playing. Yep. And that's the only way I seen the little bit I seen of it. I'm like, and as I started watching, I'm like, I'm not watching this bullshit. Like, I'm yeah, yeah. I'm literally this is going fucking to, horrific. Yeah. So right. I literally just scrolled past it, didn't watch the whole video, and that was like the only exposure I had, just because I was like, I don't. There's nothing else I was following. I don't read the newspaper now. I'm not watching the news. Right. Barely on social media. I didn't see the full video. I mean, I understand what happened, but it it was like. For this real. isn't new. You never saw like like you know a bunch of like, and I'm not calling yeah, you a liar. I'm yeah, just yeah, saying yeah. like, is it just? It's so amazing to me, you know. But I'm a news junkie, and yeah. I get it like obsessed with that oh. shit. Like when it's 9/11, like 9/11 time, I didn't leave this, leave the sofa for fucking 48 hours. No, I'm just man. watching CNN. So the news. That way. I mean, because I think consuming all that negativity, it weighs oh, on you. It's horrible for you. That's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but no, for real, it does. Yeah, it you. does. It does. It had, takes a toll on you. And I, actually, like I said, I figured that out in high school. I don't. I did like a study or something on it, and it was like, this isn't something I want to use my time consuming. Right. And I just stopped watching from then on. I was like sixteen, so right. The past fifteen years, I just haven't been watching. I don't watch the news. Right. <laughs> it's, it's just <laughs> really works out for jury duty. No, it does. Right. It does. Right. It does. So, so were they? You know, so. I learned some interesting things around the jury selection process because yeah. uh, because we produce other podcasts here and stuff like that. And there's some political ones and all that. So so I was privy like I talked to some uh, lawyers at the time about jury about the jury selection process. Absolutely. And I was really interested to know I was asking this um, lawyer about it. And I was like, so are they just is the defense just trying to have like no black people and the. And the prosecution trying to have, you know, all black people kind of thing. And she goes, no, she, she said, actually, um, um, like elderly black women is their worst nightmare. Like, really? Like black mamas. Yeah. Because they'll be like, what'd you do to get in that position? Right. They still have that old fashioned mm. kind of, you know, even though. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like it was it was really fascinating. And then she said, young white women right. is what the defense wants. Or I'm sorry, is what the prosecution, <laughs> prosecution wants. Yeah. You know what? We don't have to get started on <laughs> white women, but um, and then of course she's like young black men, which you'd fall into that. Right. So were they? Did you feel them badgering you in the selection process, trying to get your true feelings out? Like, I mean, did it get kind of rough, or are they very respectful the whole time? Um, I don't think it got rough. I was I was surprised I was selected just because like some of my answers were. Very much super honest. Whereas yeah, like, yeah. So like I said, I, I've I, seen injustice. I've, I've dealt seen with this. It. Yeah, I've seen this. Or um, like one of the questions was like, you know, what are your thoughts on Black Lives Matter and stuff like that? And I was like, I mean, I stand on that statement. I mean, it's something that I, I believe in. Yeah. Um, and I, I thought those would be things that would eliminate me. 
Yeah. Um, and ironically, those are like the toughest questions. And then, but it didn't change anything. I mean, so I don't think that, um, I don't even know. It, it shocked me. I'm still kind of shocked. Like, right. Because my answers to those questions were stern and I, I don't know. I don't right. know what they, I don't know what the defense scene within that, but, um, they stuck with it. I don't know. Um, as they are. So, so were they fairly kind to you when they're asking questions? Are they respectful? Like, Hey, you're here to do your civic duty. That's cool. Or is like, yeah, I mean, what are you trying to pull you for, you know? I mean, they're, they're pretty straightforward. They're not, they're not either way. They're just straightforward. Like, wh- I mean, you wrote this, this is what you wrote. Yeah. 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 What do you think about it now? Yeah. And they're just straightforward. I mean, th- it wasn't, there wasn't any like, Hey, I'm being nice about it or yeah. it's just, no, this is what it is. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Had you ever, had you ever experienced like getting mistreated by a cop? Like, you know, yourself, you know, Absolutely. severely or anything like that? Absolutely. I mean, as as a as a black man growing up in Minneapolis, you get discriminated against all the time. Yeah. All the, and that was another the question one of the questions on there was like, is the discrimination real or fake? And I'm like, no, it's like it's so right. it happens so often. Like is, you don't even know. Like it's Is there anyone saying fake <laughs> or whatever like, like that? Yeah. But there always is somebody. But no, sure. so I mean, you get discriminated against so often as as especially uh a younger black man, if you're like high school age or a little bit older, you know, maybe 16 to 23, you get, it's just part of, unfortunately, it's just part of growing up in, yeah, in yeah. Minneapolis um, right. you know, during during those times. Hopefully, you know, it changes, whatever. But Do you mind saying what the worst thing is that happened to you growing up? Like, or is it just a lot of, um, you know, a lot of minor discrimination that wears just, on you and each, I don't want to say minor, I'm sorry. I mean, no, but, yeah. yeah. I mean, for me, I didn't have anything too crazy happen to, to me personally. Um, the most, the most what happened to me is I would get, uh, you know, maybe the cops ain't pulling me over for no reason all the time, or they might flash the lights on behind me and turn them off and then pull around me and see how I react type stuff. Yeah. 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 Um, but oh, nothing, nothing that happened to you. Yeah. yeah. You say that. Yeah. They yeah. would do that to me all the time. Um, yeah. so to me personally, nothing, but also when I would get pulled over, I was always the type of person where it's like, um, I'm not going to get too heated. I'm just going to take it with a grain of salt and just, you know, whatever. You don't crack the window and go, Oh you're pulling me over because I'm black or right, whatever. Right. You start on that foot. Right, right. right. So I, I was always just kind of um, just real calm with it and whatever. Just like, this just is what it trying is. Trying to be, right, right. Just trying to, get, just trying to get through it. Whereas I've seen, I've been in a car where I've seen other people react differently. Yeah. And it goes differently. Um, no one wants to, not, so I've been beat up by cops yeah, multiple times. Yeah. I have deserved it every single time except once. <laughs> but, but, but that one time, was so fucking violating feeling like oh, the, sure. like the powerlessness and yeah. the, I mean, and when they start saying like out of pocket shit That's to you, sucks. you know, like, 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 you know, yeah. you know, through yeah. gritted teeth yeah. and shit where it's like, Oh, this dude fucking hates me, <laughs> which I did. Um, well, whatever I earned it. We'll say, yeah, and yeah, that, but yeah. you know, I mean, at different times, one other time they broke up a party, divided the line in the party arbitrarily. <laughs> and I tried to get a ride for my friends. I reached out. I said, hey, can I ride with my friends? And he just whacked my arm with that wand thing. Right. It's, and it's just like, it's, you know. That's ridiculous. It's stunning. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's stunning. So, I mean, I've, you know, I mean, I'm never I'm never ashamed to admit that I've lived the life of a black man. Probably not as a, a you don't think so? No, probably not. But you've had your experiences, though. <laughs> Let's just call it good. You've <laughs> no. had your experiences. <laughs> no, of course. You know of course. No, but but it's like, but I have this mentality that even though there's there's been awful shit, for me, I brought it on. I haven't been in a situation right. except once where it was kind of put on me like that. So, yeah. so I think I could go in and be neutral 
I do have a general anti-authority, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, bent, In I general. guess. But yeah, 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 yeah. But anyway, what, what, um, so when they selected it down, you got selected. How long is that process? Um, so the, the, uh, questionnaire is maybe November, December, the actual K, the actual, uh, we started maybe April. So the last interviews was maybe April. Then we started that following week. Okay. Early April, I believe, or something like that. Oh no, it was still March. So it was mid-March maybe. Do they pay you for that stuff? Yeah. They get, yeah. They get, I mean. You get some you get trivial some, amount. But yeah, yeah. Yeah. You get, you get a check every week or whatever. Um, it's really nothing. What, um, so as it narrowed down. Like, do they narrow it down in rounds? Um, I'm not sure. Okay. Um, you just I know, get made aware or whatever. Yeah, so where, so if you get chosen, so when I got chosen, they let you know right then and there. Um, but I, well, what I found out is um, they actually started getting towards the end of the jury pool. And I don't know if they brought some more people back or whatnot at that point when they started getting towards the end of the pool of however many people. But I, I know for me, I mean, I was chose right kind of on the spot. I think most people are chose on the spot. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Okay. What what is and I'm looking this up because I had the um, the content of the juror, which was it was six white women, three white men, three black men, it's you, it's me. two multiracial women, and one black woman. Yeah, and then one of them will be excused, and two will be alternates. Okay, so when it gets yeah. down to that, and you know that you're on the dream team, what do you <laughs> like? What's that first day like? You know, yeah. when you go there, because I assume you're really analyzing each person, right? Absolutely. Like, like where does everyone fit and all that stuff? Absolutely. Because, I mean, yeah, you're walking into a room full of strangers and uh, see, I mean, you have no idea about anything about else. Yeah. So we don't know the makeup until we walk into the room. Right. Um, And and then it's COVID too, so everybody has their mask on. Yeah. So it's it's hard to even connect with the person when they have their mask on. Oh, yeah. Um. You don't know what's going Bunch on. Of shifty motherfuckers. You just with. don't know. Right, anything. right, yeah. right. Yeah. And so, and also, we were instructed to not talk about too many things, um, too many personal things or about the case during that time. So it's like get the fine, really small talk. Yeah. So we can't we okay. can't discuss the case at all until the ends. So you walk in, and you just have to create small talk. You don't know each other's names. You're not discussing high personal, high level personal details. So you just right. really. Oh hey, how's the coffee? What were your thoughts when you're looking around at that group? Like right, right when you got there first day, was your thought like, I don't know, these people are neutral? Were there certain people you had sussed out as like, yeah, I don't know, that dude's already thinking to quit or whatever. <laughs> and I'm not saying that um, you wanted one way or the other. I'm right. just saying like, no, you know. no doubt. Um, I think when when I first walked in, my, the first thing I noticed was that I, so even though it says on there that there was three black men, two of them they were. Uh, they're 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 immigrants from Africa, so they're direct from Africa, which is different. Their journey is different than than a American born black man. Yes. So that's the first thing I noticed is that I'm the only black man there. You're the only American unquote, American black. Guy. Yeah, American American born black man. So that's the first thing I noticed on the first walk in. Um, easily, that's by far you, the demographics um, and just who's kind of sitting by who and connecting with who is like right. the next thing that you notice. Like, hmm, who's kind of clicking up here? Like, what's like what's actually going on? It's natural in any group for you to click up right away, right? Absolutely. I mean, look for like mine. So Absolutely. even though you can't make that you're only supposed to make small talk, I would imagine there was like, you know, kind of nods or reassuring eye contact. Or I, I don't know, like kind of like, oh, how's that impacting these people or right. whatever, and right? Like when you walk in and see that there's more white people than black people, do you think like, oh, shit. I think it was up. even, wasn't it? Or was it not? 
No, nah, I wasn't even, but it wasn't like even. Six nine, white women. Uh, six white women, three, three white three? dudes, three black dudes. Okay, yeah. But even, I mean, but I, I expected to walk in and see all white people. Oh, did you? Uh, absolutely. Yeah. 100%. So, I mean, th- we live in Minnesota. I didn't I didn't expect I didn't we expect don't have to that many see black people. No, <laughs> right. and what's crazy is our our jury panel was the most diverse in like Minnesota history. Right. That's so, what I yeah, I did read that in the lead up to this. Yeah, so I mean, we have the most so generally it's not that diverse. So, I mean, I walked in I see, you know, a couple of mixed people, a couple of black people, a couple of African whatever, and it's like, "Okay, this is this is not what I expected, actually. Right, right. Um, so that was that was a shocker. Even though I still didn't see any other black men. It's just like this is not what I expected. There's actually right. it's it's very different than what I was I was planning to walk into. I was planning well, to be the only black person it, there. And this trial ended up being a sea change because it is Absolutely. the first one where they actually like where the police testified against yeah. themselves and all yeah. this shit, which we'll get to that. But so um so as you're going through that, I mean, did you feel comfortable in the group? Did you generally feel you know, do you get a family vibe right away, kind of? Because because you're going through a big thing together. Yeah, no, there, that wasn't. I don't. That wasn't the vibe at all, right away. Um, okay. I think it took some time for that. Um, I would say initially, maybe those first two days, and everybody's just kind of somewhat getting to know each other. Very awkward. Um, very tense, and you could feel yeah. the stress amongst everybody. Okay, definitely was not a family vibe at all. Um. More like kind of feeling each other out, like yeah. suspiciously almost. Definitely, really, definitely. okay, definitely. Everybody seems suspicious of everybody. It just wasn't. It just wasn't easy going. Like it wasn't a comforting, yeah. warm, welcoming area to be in. Have you ever seen Twelve Angry Men? No, the movie. Okay, it's just my only jury touchstone movie. But it's like you know they very much have like sort of archetypes. You know where there's yeah. like the old angry. <laughs> like white guy who wants to convict. There's the passive old white lady there, you know, just, yeah, you know, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Did you kind of put people in boxes like that in a sense? As I, you're doing, I think that's natural, but, um, you know, I, I actually, I tried to, I wanted to, but it's, it's so hard to read people when they have their mask on yeah, and you can't have an actual conversation with them about who they are. Are you right? Can't, I mean, so it's just like, it's just, it's almost impossible to read where it's like, you now you're just judging strictly based on how they look in their clothes because right. you're not getting anything else. Right. Were you guys sequestered for this trial? No. So you weren't at once, all? No, not, I mean, well, we were partially sequestered when the deliberations um, happened. So once we, okay. the trial ended and we, uh, you know, went, went away to come up with the decision that we were sequestered for a couple of days then. Okay. That's it. Okay. So, Okay. I was going to ask about conjugal visits, but I guess that's... <laughs> I mean, no. So that, that, but however, so during the whole time, that's one of the things that we were all, all the jurors, we were curious on. It's like at any moment we could be sequestered and a okay. lot of us thought it was coming. Um, we thought we thought we were going to be sequestered at some point earlier on than what we were. Um, but that was definitely going to be something that I was going to be worried about. Like, I mean, dude, can somebody come visit? Can I have a young lady come over? What's going on? Absolutely. Like, do we get weekends off? Or, I mean, what's up? You seem like the kind of guy who needs sex. <laughs> I, need, I need some. I need some conjugal visits. It's I important. Need, right. I need to go kick it a little bit. That's one hundred percent a thing. What? What? <laughs> of course. I mean, of course. Right. It must feel real. a little ridiculous in that moment, but it'd be like no. That was yeah. That was going to be my biggest gripe. Your main <laughs> was going to be, what about the weekends? Are we going to get weekends off? Yeah. Because it's like, are we just sitting in a hotel all weekend? I mean, what's up? Like, Absolutely. That was going to be a big thing. So let's talk about the major players involved here. Yeah. Okay. So so you've got, you have the jury, which you're a part of. There's yep. the foreman. Do yep. you guys elect the foreman? Yeah, we do. Okay. So we, um, 
we just voted on it. So and we don't vote on it until um the trial's over and we're going to deliberation. Oh, okay. That's when we All right, I didn't know that. What yeah. the what and what is the foreman? They have like a construction project going on here? Like what's <laughs> now so the foreman is the person that basically is going to be the leader of the jurors in front of the court. Yeah. Um, so they're the person that's signing oh, okay. off on whatever the verdict is and they're technically presenting it to the judge saying this is what we all agree on they're the spokesperson for the jurors oh, okay Did, yeah. was there anybody that like stood out that w- almost wanted to be that person because they're like oh I, this is like my chance to be in the spotlight a little <laughs> what's, bit yeah what's crazy is there was like several people so we go into the deliberations room which i mean i'm sure we'll get to we'll describe the whole deliberation yeah, yeah. but we i mean the first thing we vote on is a foreman and hella people were like oh yeah no i want to be the foreman i'll do it I'll right do it. and it was like that was kind of the first one was like okay this is kind of weird where everybody yeah. just kind of wants to jump out there but i'd like to take the lead in this historic thing yeah right. like that's a lot of pressure it's like they didn't a lot of those people didn't seem like they were leaders in that way right but um everybody jumped out there and was definitely all for it it was like that's a little off yeah so then we, we finally voted on it and we all uh, we agreed on, on one guy that uh, I mean, it was, he did a great job because he was a neutral type guy. Yeah, would you absolutely. Say? Yeah, yeah, absolutely a neutral type guy, super chill. Yeah, but definitely. Um, he didn't mind like taking control of things. If people are arguing or going back for whatever. He just was a good guy, perfect right. guy for it. What um, so, so um, you have the jury, the foreman, the judge was Cahill, right? Yep. Peter Cahill, yep. I believe his name is. What um, and then the defense attorney can't remember his um, name. Eric right Nelson. Now. Eric Nelson, and then the prosecutor was I know. Um, well, go ahead. And well, there's you know. a group of them. So yeah, I mean, it was yeah. like um, Keith, it was like four or five of them. You know, Ellison's office took it over. I know. Right, right. But so yeah, I, I can't people. remember who actually. Well, they well was the way the they were doing prosecutor. Yeah, or, yeah, I don't know who the lead was technically because I mean they would switch off. Okay. Every you know every witness or a couple of witnesses they would switch off to a new one. It was maybe four or five of them, and they just were running like clockwork, like a like a team or something. So right, right. So what did you? So when you guys go in and the trial's about to start, does the judge? Sort of, is he who addresses you and kind of tells you about what you're about to do and, you know, does these warnings and checks up on people? Um, So the judge has a, and I don't know what the term is, but he has an, a, an assistant technically. Okay. That kind of gives you a, a, a precursor idea of what's about to happen and what you need to do and all the information you could possibly need. Um, Then also the judge, once you go into the court, he gives you another another little lecture on... Hey, these are some other things to look out for. Yeah, <laughs> right, was, right. Because he's just talking right at you. So it's like, no, also these things that you need to be aware of um, before we get started, you know, basically rules of the courtroom. Um, and then so the judge and the his assistant basically go over everything you could possibly need at the be- very beginning before the before the trial starts. Um, just goes over everything. And it's, it's right. it takes an hour and a half or something like that, two hours. What do they threaten you with as the punishment for if you do start fraternizing or telling details or plotting with another juror like i mean do they kind of tell you that i don't know how yeah they, you know? yeah i mean they just say it could cause us it's going to cause a mistrial okay just flat out i mean right so it's like if you if you discuss it beforehand and you find out it's just going to cause a mistrial because now we have to find new jurors right and they tell you not to watch it at home right, right like i mean right. that's like a big thing right so yeah that's that's one of the rules they say you know stay off social media Try not to watch the news. Just try to avoid all, all, all of it. Even though it's everywhere. And they, I mean, they say that too. They say, even though it's everywhere, just try to avoid. Yeah. Just try to avoid it as much as possible. We understand you're still going to be exposed somewhat. Right. But do what you can to not be exposed so much. What was it Dude. like for you when you were selected? And I'd imagine your family, the people around you, start. You know, you mm-hmm. tell one or two people, and then all of a yeah. sudden it spreads like crazy. 
I mean, did you feel like a little celebrity in your own life, kind of? Were people trying to get at you or talk to you, you know, just... Not during the trial. So during the trial, um, so like my immediate family knew, because mm-hmm. um, you could tell your immediate family, but they they kept it very secretive just because um, they didn't want to be the one to like to let it come out and yeah. something possibly happened to me or whatever. Something happened right. to the case. They didn't want to be that one to jeopardize so much. So yeah. they kept it under wraps completely. Um, and then the guys that I coached with, my other coaches, they figured it out just based on how, how I was missing I was missing games and stuff and practices. Oh, really? And they're like, well, um, you know, he's missing these days. And a few days the court let out early. And it was like, well, they let out early and you made it this day. So they kind of put it together that I was on the, the jury. But um, but they kept it kind of under wraps, too, up until the Did they confront ended. you, kind of? like? No, nah, they didn't confront me until I came forward publicly. Okay. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, so they, okay, and then they're but like, they we knew, knew on the side. Right, yeah, yeah. they're like, no, we, we knew already. Okay. So, you then, know, everybody I know kept it kind of chill with it. When okay. when you say, like, okay, they told you, obviously, like, stay off social media and try not to, like, see or the, be involved in it. Did you go to, like, any protests, marches, or anything like that during it? And No. Did that, was that something that, like, conflicted you at all? Like, seeing everybody, like, out protesting, you're like, oh, well, I can't because I have to be on this, on this trial? Um, no, nah, it didn't really conflict me because just because I was missing, like, so when the trial was going on, I had no idea what was going on. Well, <laughs> I, I mean, mean, right? I yeah, mean, in I a mean, sense, well, yeah, but you know, you, I mean, I, I live right in Minneapolis, so I knew there was yeah. protests and stuff going on, yeah. Um, but during the trial, like, I, I mean, you're going into a trial every day, basically an eight hour day, pretty much. You're sitting in a courtroom, you know, you're watching this, this guy die all the time on video. And then also I'm missing my outlet, which is usually uh, basketball and coaching basketball. So that's yeah. my outlet. So it's like, at that point, I don't even want to go outside and do anything, period. Because, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a depressing you moment. You get the depressive momentum kind of. Yeah, it's, right? it's just a depressing moment. So it's like you're, you're coming home and you're in the same routine every day. And it's just, I mean, you're just going home and just sitting kind of. So it's not like you're feeling like you're missing out on anything. You're just like, shit, I'm not feeling this. Did you ever feel, um, I don't know, like in danger or... Or even have people trying to, like, influence you at all. You know, just, I mean, it seems natural that that someone would try to get your ear and go, like, look, man, you can't fucking blow this thing. You know what I mean? Right, like, like right, that's, right. to me, the most natural thing in the world if someone knows you. No, that, and I, I agree with you. But that's why, I mean, for me, um, I didn't tell, like, there's a lot of people I just didn't tell yeah. for, that, for that reason. So, I mean, right. the people I told were like. I would have been fucking with you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, a lot of people would have. Right, right. A lot of people would have. For sure. Um. But, you know, you just had to be real selective in who you told and you had to really trust that they would put their trust within you to do whatever was right. Um, so, like, like so my mom and my siblings, like, they all, they knew and they just respected, they just respected my privacy with it. They didn't really ask too many questions. They just kind of let it be. Like, yeah. like, if I went over to hang with my siblings, they would just kind of, just kind of just take it easy. Be not really distantly bi- supportive, kind yeah, of? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Be very distantly supportive and just kind of just let me do my own thing. Um Cause I mean, and I think I think they could kind of see it on me, where it's like this is kind of wearing on them a little bit. Yeah. Um. You know, so they they would just be like, let's just not even go there. Let's just you know try to be as normal as possible. Yeah, yeah. Did it feel like uh? I I guess how about the threats? Um. You know the aspect of that because I've heard a lot about that. You know. Yeah. As you alluded to, that you had the escorts originally. Was that every day or was that just? So okay, I mean, funny ho. They funny would pick you up at your house. Then? No, definitely okay. not. I, okay, I wouldn't like that. Okay, it's like well, don't come to my house. Now it's getting creepy. Right. But no, so you would. We I'm would in tr- north. I don't want to fucking. <laughs> don't you? You're blowing my spot right, up. Right, right. <laughs> 
No, so they would we would drive to an outside a location outside the city. So you would drive your personal car to a location, um, usually Weird. one of the sheriff offices, and then from there you would drive back into or for me back into the city to the courthouse. Um, but but funny story though. So the first day, excuse me, when we're driving in, it's like um, I, I show up kind of late to the first location. And, um, you know, yeah, of course. I know you, you say, you know, like you know black, black people. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So I'm I'm like five, ten minutes late. I, I get there. I'm like, oh, man, I'm, they're probably going to leave me. I'm probably the last person. <laughs> but funny thing is, I'm not the last person. There's two other people who are waiting for. And it's the other two the other two black guys, two African guys. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like, so wait, so we're all the last ones. Mm-hmm. And the, the way it's set up is like there's maybe five different cars for, for three or four jurors in each one. And I'm like, okay, so all of the... Black men are all getting into one car on the way Let's to this case. Let's not make the target so specific. I was like, yo, yeah. this is this is crazy. Like, we're finna get like, right. this car's gonna blow up or something. Like, this is clearly- Can you put with some white people? Absolutely. Right. I'm like, this, yeah. is, this is clearly like a movie. I was so scared on the way there. Like, this is- Were you really? So, I mean, horrifying. you were genuinely scared. Horrified. Because I'm like, what are the odds of all of this, all of us, all of a sudden being in the same so car sad. on the first day? Yeah. This is literally a setup. And I can see sleep, how your head goes. How'd there. you sleep the first night before driving, making that drive out to like the sheriff office to get picked up? There's there was no sleep. There was no sleep. It really? Was, oh no, man. It was it was so nerve wracking. It's like I'm going in here. You just, it's just the unknown. You felt the like you felt that responsibility in a big way. It wasn't a interesting, curious thing to you at this point. Like I, it, I mean, it kind of stopped being that. It definitely stopped being that because now it's real. It's right. like okay. You could be interested and curious in something, yeah. But no, this is real. This is really going to happen. Like it's not like I'm just researching what's going on. I'm not right. just looking from a distance. No, I'm yeah. really in it now. It's like, oh shit! Like this is this is real, real. Like how how much was it? So so to me, this is my opinion of that. What happened yeah. is, I thought Shalvin looked like a lizard to me, <laughs> right? Like dead eyes, fucking kneeing. A human with people yelling and crying, begging you to fucking look, yes. and he just, you know, a lizard is the best thing that I can say. Yeah. Like, like heartlessly, yeah. And and yet, did you? So, so to me, being neutral in that case yeah. is really difficult. I dove into that case big time and yeah. read a lot about it. Yeah. And the thing that worried me <clears throat> is I thought that he'd have procedure on his side. Right? Is, is that he would just kind of get away because of. You know, I actually, as much as I think he is a lizard and deserves everything that he is going to get, yeah. but I actually do have some sympathy for the other officers because they were, they were on the first him. fucking day. Yeah, that's tough. And they're doing the cordon, right? It's tough, so like, man. we're not supposed to look back and do yeah. shit. So, so that's like where I stand. But did the gravity that you're aware that his life is hanging in the balance, did it sort of cause you to be more neutral in a sense where it's like, I got to take this really seriously I, I think so and i think so that for all for all of the jurors was like okay somebody's lost a life but you're also deciding somebody else's life yeah and that's i mean you feel that responsibility like even like, if he is a piece of shit I yeah guess. exactly yeah yeah exactly where it really does weigh on you like you're really deciding somebody else's life and i think once the uh verdict was actually read we felt we all felt it like times 10 then like wow we really just decided Wow, somebody's yeah. life. Like nobody. I mean, I guess some people that's might want that type profound. of power, but that's it's that's a lot. That's a lot on like yeah. your average person. That's a lot. That's that's crazy. 
Bro, that's fucking, that's actually profound. Like, I mean, I've never thought of that, like, after you make that choice and you yeah. see his eyes. You feel right? it. You feel right. it. And especially seeing, like, if he has family or anything like that. Absolutely. There, where you, now you see them react to the to the verdict. Yeah, no, like I said, you feel it 100%. And, I mean, you, you as a human, you feel compassion even for him where yeah. it's like, damn, I really just decided this person's life. Like, yeah, yeah. There's just no taking that back now. Are you are you a sensitive person? Would you say like 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 I mean, is that something you thought of yourself before this? No, not at all. Right. I, I mean, I wouldn't consider myself sensitive or really emotionally in tune at all. Right. Um. Just I'm just not that type of person. But throughout the case, there was moments where, um, the gravity get, of that situation. You, you, you feel the case. You feel what's going on. You feel the intensity of it, and you feel the emotions. Right. So when you're so let's kind of go back to the players, right? Yeah. So you have the defense attorney, you have the prosecutors. Yep. Uh, Tevin brought up a great thing. You have the the fucking families there. Mm-hmm. You have the defendant, for instance. How much are you, when you're in the jury box, are you scanning around, looking at everyone, analyzing their posture? Just like, you know, I'm sure he was coached like crazy. Yeah. And I felt like his posture was very, like not good at all <laughs> from what I saw, yeah. right? Like, yeah, I mean, yeah. he seemed very unresponsive and cold. Yeah. I mean, um, he's just got a cold fucking vibe. He just does. Dude. He just does. Right. Cold. I agree with you. But you're what was at all your that. first your first thought of him when you saw him? Um, my first thought of when I first seen him was just like um, he's he's a lot smaller than what I thought, right. and um, he just seemed very nonchalant. It just, yeah. It just that was just the vibe I got. Like he's just kind of like all right, whatever. Like this be over in a couple of weeks. How much? How much does that weigh into everything that you're doing? All the so there's there's the facts of the case, there's what the lo- lawyers are saying. Yep. And then there's just what you're reading from people's body language. Yeah. Are you aware of how much that impacted your decision? Like I mean, do you think it's pretty significant? Um, I don't for so for me cuz so the way the courtroom was set up and where I sat, I didn't have I could only see him when I first walked in. When I once I sat down, I couldn't get a good visual of Sean. Oh. So but I do think for some people that could look directly at him the entire time and see his reaction to different witnesses and different things being said, I do think that would 100% have a, that has to have a factor because you're looking at him and you're seeing, well, how are you reacting to this? Um, but for me, I I was able to see um, Floyd's family. like So we'd have a family member in the room, and that was my direct line of sight. Mm-hmm. Um, and that definitely caused me to be emotional. I would think that, yeah, I would think that would be extreme, like their presence in that courtroom, I would think is extremely important to, you know, to getting a result to like keep that pressure on the jury in a sense. Yeah, no, it was tough to see them. I mean, it was a different person each day and it would just be like their reactions to certain things just be like, oh man, this is tough. When they show, because you said they showed that video. Many times, right? Yes. Like, I mean, how hundreds. many times do you see that fucking video? I mean, hundreds. You, you'd see it 15, 20 times a day. You've seen it almost as much as me then. I was yeah. fucking obsessed with this yeah. case. Like, it's just, I couldn't, you know. But the thing you is, just can't believe it. The thing, that, the, the thing is, though, so when you're in there, I don't know if you watched the trial, but they had all these as different much as could, angles. Yeah. And it's like, they have these different angles and they're playing the sound isolated. And right. They're isolating all these different things where it's like, yo, like, this is like watching an NBA game. They're slow motion, replay, <laughs> rewind. And it's like, right. we can just turn it off at this right. point. This is the most macabre right. NBA game I've ever seen. No, seriously. It's, right. It's, but it's like. Right. I've seen this. I've fucking seen I've this. Seen all, and after you've seen all the angles, you've memorized literally all the body cams. You memorize all the different angles. Like, it's so many different cameras that yeah. were on this. This is like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. Did, did any of the jurors, re- so the first time they played the tape, 
for you. Yeah. That was the first time you actually saw it completely. In its entirety, yeah. Right, in its entirety. Yep. How did you react? Did any other jurors, like, gasp or anything yeah. like that? I mean, that, that had to be the heavy. Room, so when they played the video the first time. Who played it, by the way? Was it the um, defense or the or the prosecution? I believe prosecution, the prosecution. Probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe yeah, it's the prosecution. Um, but, I, but so and what's funny is so they led up to it by playing clips, clips, clips of various things going on around during that time. So um, so you're seeing these clips kind of building up to it. And then, boom, once they play the actual video and they let it just roll, I mean, the entire room just kind of changes. It goes Were from, you nervous when they're about to play it, kind of? Like, I mean, you know, was there anticipation? Because you know his family's there, right? Right. Like, that had to be fucking awful yeah, yeah I, what I, was their reaction I, i'm pretty yeah. sure i think it was his brother one of his brothers there today i'm 100 I'm positive they broke down right away yeah just broke down the sat in the corner just cried by themselves just for like two hours straight um and, but but in the room in general like i said so they, they led up to different clips of different videos and everybody was kind of like okay this isn't too bad and as soon as they played it the entire room changed that the, you felt yeah, you felt the change. People are looking away. They're looking at the walls. They're, they're trying not to watch it, and it's just playing. Sound is up, and it's just—it's such a tense moment. Nobody's saying anything, and it's just—it's just tense. Were you locked in on the video, or were you eye jabbing around? You know, bouncing around, kind of going like—I I mean, I yeah. know how I'd be. I would absolutely be bouncing around just was, to see how other people react. I—I I watched up until I didn't want to look at anybody else, but. I just yeah, I want... suppose that's a violation. No, it's not a violation. Too, maybe? Okay. No, you can look at whoever, but I didn't want to look I at I mean, anybody. say, does it feel like a violation maybe? Like, to, um, I don't know. No, for me, I didn't want to, I didn't want to break down at that moment. So I didn't want to look at somebody else and they're over here bawling their eyes out. And then I'm like, oh man, you're going to make me cry now. Yeah. So I mean, I, so I, I watched up until, I try not to look away up until a certain point. And at, at a certain point, you just have to look away. Like I have to look somewhere else. And yeah. at that point, I kind of looked at uh, like the defense and the, um, like George Floyd's brother and the prosecution, I was able to look at them just kind of see how they're back. And they're even all like looking tight where it's like, Oh, oh. they had to fucking be, I, I mean, so when the f- video plays and it's done yeah. that first time, I mean, I would imagine the feeling inside is overwhelming. Like this dude is fucking guilty. <laughs> Holy fuck. Like, you know, I'm saying Absolutely. like that had to be your feeling. Absolutely. Right. <laughs> and then they, yeah. But the thing is though, so even, even after they played it, when it first got done, which, I mean, the prosecution did a really good job. So they played the video all the way through. And they, just, they just paused for like a few seconds. Right. Let it sit. They just paused. Yeah. Right. Then they got back to their questions after that. But it was just like, uh, what in the world is the defense going to do? Right. Like, How the fuck do you defend that with the <laughs> right. goddamn guy's brother like audibly crying? Yeah. Oh, my God. It was tough. At that, that, was, that was one of the toughest moments was that first time getting through the video. And it's just like, this is. And at that point, you're also thinking like. What did I just get myself into? Right. right. I like, thought I this would be an interesting thing. What a right. fucking like, idiot I, I am, right? Like, I mean, in a sense, <laughs> no, like, this is real shit. Seriously. And you're like, this is really real. And I don't know if I can, because they already tell you, like, the case is going to take maybe three to four weeks. You're like, I don't know if I can take this for four weeks. Yeah. Like, that's a real thought where it's like, oh, man, what the hell? Were you the type of person? So when I was young and in college, there were yeah. websites like Rotten.com oh, or yeah, these yeah, things yeah. where, like, you go see dead people and shit <laughs> yeah. like that. I'm the type who would go see those, get traumatized, and then not look, and then go look again some no. other time. But would you ever do that, Never. or are you squeamish to that? Squeamish, stuff? super okay. squeamish to 
dead bodies, anything dead, blood. I don't want to see none of that. I don't. And I see... was squeamish to the Floyd video. Like, yeah. I mean, I think that's ten times worse than just seeing a dead body because it's. I mean, when You're that guy calls die. for his mom, oh, dude. I, I mean, I if you. You don't have a heart if that doesn't no, like, that has rip to hit, your right? fucking and and when you see so you like you God, watch his that mom was video. in the courtroom, right or not? No, his mom. His mom is okay. Uh, okay, was she passed? So, yeah, I was like that would be too no, much. That'd be crazy. That'd be too much. Yeah. What what um, so that video plays. I'm sure you had to sense other feelings from the jurors. Like, I mean, that had to send a shockwave through the it did. jury. It right. Did. Everybody was in anguish at that point. Everybody was like, "This is this is a lot." Right. Absolutely. Right? I mean, did you hear people gasping and or like did anyone get where they're showing too much? Do you feel like? Um no, I mean people people um they they let their emotions show for the most part. Yeah. I mean, a few people had a few tears, they're putting their hands over their head. They, I mean they're they're showing that this is yeah. tough to watch. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Um I think I was maybe the only one where, I'm not maybe the only one, but there's a few of us who were just like, we're gonna just try to stick strong through this and just go ahead and just try to push through it. Um, but you just definitely a lot of you see a lot of changes in body language at that point. Really? Like Absolutely. just just the whole thing is like, yeah. OK, this is all the way around. Yeah. I think the only person that sat there with the stone cold face the entire time was maybe Shelvin and the judge. Did Shelvin. So I was going to ask you that next. Did any of your fellow jurors, you know, because I would imagine people asked when you're in the deliberation phase, like mm-hmm. how did Shelvin react when that video was played for the first time? Did anyone talk about that? I think somebody might have mentioned it, but it wasn't really a discussion. I think somebody was more like, he didn't do shit. Yeah, I think somebody just said it. Um, That dude's a lizard. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I don't think I don't think anybody licked his eyeball. (laughs) That's crazy. But but yeah, I don't think anybody because we had been sitting there looking at him with this still face for three weeks already. So right, it just became a part of what it is. Like he just that's how he looks. Right when like the defense is going over all of you know they're obviously trying to get him a lesser sentence and things like that. Did they ever bring anything up in the courtroom that you were like, you know what? Maybe this could go the other way. Where it tipped you back. Yeah. Great well, question. Great which question. which is funny. You bring it up. So like their initial, so their opening statement, they were like, um, there's going to be, there's going to be something that we're going to bring up and it's going to really put all everything to rest. Like you're going to, you're going to see this one thing and it's going to change your complete perspective regardless of the video. And so the entire trial I know for sure I wasn't. I'm pretty. I think everybody was. It was like we're waiting for that one moment where it's like, when are they going to bring this up? When are they going to bring this thing up? Yeah. And it's like we're just waiting and waiting and waiting. When's the hammer coming? Right. And it just never came. Oh really? I, I feel like it didn't. It, it was like. It was what like, do you think are, he thought it was? Um, I'm not sure. Really? I, I, it wasn't I, even defined. It, it truly wasn't because it was. I mean, because as the case went on, once as the case went on, it became. It seemed like they changed their strategy a little bit and just started throwing different things out there, but it was like. None of them seemed like this is that one big thing that's going to set it over the top. And it was like, okay. And then when the case ended, it was like, okay, so they didn't. I mean, what did it come across as the like fucking desperate? Thing, right. Yeah. Um, when they changed the strategy, how did that manifest itself? Like, I mean, because to me, that's crazy that you felt that. Absolutely. Really? 100%. Because cause the whole time, we, I think everybody was just waiting for that moment. Because you still remember what those opening statements were. And you're like, okay. He's gonna have something really good. I want to interview this dude now. That's yeah. crazy. And it's and it's you're you're really waiting for it. So you hear your you know the prosecution they're bringing their witnesses up and you're like okay great you know they start getting repetitive with their with their witnesses a little bit. So you're like okay we can move on to the defense and their witnesses because he's gonna have something good. Let's see what it's gonna be. And then when it just never happens, it's almost like okay 
I mean, yeah. I wonder if they do that as like a, hey, we're just going to tell you we have something big because we know you guys can't like talk about it during the case. So hopefully the people will like, yeah, unconsciously. like all unconsciously have like a moment where like, oh, that's got to be the big thing or mm. yeah, that gives little things more impact because they're reading into it more. Which, which that could be because I mean, because yeah, their whole thing was just a bunch of little things where it's like, oh, it could be this, could be that, could be this, could be that. But there's nothing was like, no, it's this, this, this is that one thing. How about as far as the likability of the lawyers? So from my perspective, you know, I watched a lot, paid attention. I wish I could remember why I felt this way. But at the time, um, I remember having the distinct thought, like, I don't think this defense lawyer is doing a good job. And that when I saw him in the courtroom, I didn't seem like he was very likable. Yeah, you know? Yeah. Okay, really? Which I, I, I agree, agree with that? I don't think he was likable at all. He seemed like an asshole. But however... <laughs> I do think he did. He does. Right. Really? But, yeah. But I think early That's on, so interesting to me. I think early on, like the first maybe week and a half, I thought he was doing a really good job, though. And I think going with the for- technical shit. Basically. Yeah. But I think going forward, at some point, um, and I, I don't know what it was, but at some point, it seemed like he got a little flustered and just never recovered. I wonder if he had something disallowed or something like that. Right. You and, know, um, that they wanted to show or yeah. something. Yeah. Actually, um, which I, I, afterwards the judge kind of told us a few things. Um, there was a, there were a lot of motions that were being denied. I guess. Okay. Um, and it could have something to do with that. I've went back and looked at what they were, but I know there was somebody else that was supposed to testify or something like that that he wanted that that wasn't able to testify. There was like things that he was actually trying to push for that were getting that was right. getting denied, and that could have been why. Uh, well, cause they even had like where you couldn't refer to certain people as certain titles and like things like that. Right. right. Like where you couldn't. Like, like what? What's an example of that? I forget what the one was, but it was like you couldn't refer to it. Like you couldn't call it murder or like you couldn't say it. Like there was like you had to phrase how you addressed oh the murder because yeah you couldn't say he slaughtered him right right <laughs> or whatever but so there was a lot of that going on though behind the scenes that as jurors we couldn't see mm-hmm. but afterward the judge kind of said it sounds like you guys gotta look now you know it's public information but there was there's a lot of motions that were trying to be passed I, I believe there was somebody that he wanted to testify and he wanted he wanted us to be sequestered okay um those two things i think were around that time when he might have you know changed changed up a little bit right what well, so there was um I was, again, with the lawyer connection stuff, yeah. I was privy to see this video of what what I believe they were basing their defense on. And it was this Philadelphia um, internal affairs cop. Yeah. And I don't know if you guys saw this, like yeah. like if this became a thing. But, but he did a thing where he watched the video and he broke down every step of the way how, how Shelvin, like how he was kind of saying like, it's not great police work. Right. He's being a fucking, you know, dick, yeah. but he's within the rules. You know, like, like, you know, that's kind of, and I watched this video and I truly was, I I mean, I made a phone call to the person who I got it from and I said, when is this thing going to trial so I can sell my house? Cause they're going to burn this fucking city (laughs) to the ground. Like that's how scary it was to me, you know, when I saw it, but you never had that moment in the courtroom where, where, you know, cause I'd assume you're, you watch the video, you're pretty biased. Like this guy's fucking guilty, but I'm open-minded. I want to hear, you know. Like what's going to be said? Was there ever a point where it tilted back to even fifty-fifty, or did it stay pretty much? I think it was. Uh, it was for sure fifty-fifty, probably throughout most of the first day. Um, well, probably yeah, probably the entire first couple of days was probably fifty-fifty. As you started getting into more expert testimony, mm-hmm. that's when that started to shift a lot more. Um, but 
waiting as you're waiting for that, like I said, the big thing from the defense. Yeah. You're you're still leaving it at okay. There's something that we're missing here that we're not seeing. Yeah. So, so you still have a very much open mind on there's something coming. Right. Just wait on it. Was was there anything that um that was particularly compelling to you, or was there ever a point where you were where you were tilting toward like that Shalvin should get off? Like, I mean, did it ever get to that point? I don't think it ever got to that point. Just okay. it just it just never did. Especially not when um when the witnesses start getting called up and you start seeing um the the other officers start taking the stand. Yeah. That's that was a pivotal moment where it's like, especially when the chief did, it's like, wow. So I wanted to talk about this because it was something I read that was really big to me. So in the newspaper at that time, what happened was is they said that when the chief testified. Shalvin, like it's a one time he looked up and gave like a real big gesticulation kind of like, I oh, mean, really? like where like he looked, you know, visibly pissed. Yeah. And because I, I, th- I think they were not expecting. I don't think anybody was expecting that. Right. I wasn't for sure. Which, which true. Okay. Really? Absolutely. When not. they were coming up, you were going like, oh, here we Cause, go. Cause I mean, I don't, I don't think, and I'm not a big expert on cases and stuff like that, but I, I mean, when does the chief of police come and testify? Like, I mean, that's crazy. They haven't done that before. I mean, is yeah. my understanding is that yeah, they've exactly. never actually testified against, you know, so, against I their mean, own. So when he walks in, I'm like, oh, wow, like this is, this is the hammer. Right. Like this is, what do you, cause I mean, you can't, cause now you can't spin it as in, so you got chief police that had the trainers right. for the police department. That's his boss. His boss it's, is, t- this is the saying head. it's wrong. So if the head is wrong, the trainers are saying it's wrong. All these people are saying that this is wrong and this is not policing. Right. It's not policing. What was the most profound moment or the most profound piece of evidence that happened that that confirmed for you, you know, at least yeah. in your own mind? Like, yeah. you yeah. know, I know you're always keeping the door open, sort of. Well, up until a certain point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I guess, I guess, you know, at what, po- at what point were you certain? So there was a guy, um, his name was like Martin Tobin. He was, he's a... Uh, He's he's a teacher, but he's he's also a scientist, and he's I don't know he's all types of shit. Mm-hmm. He's wrote a bunch of books. Martin Tobin, shout out. Shit, no super shout out. You're all types of shit. <laughs> but he so he's a super smart guy who basically writes the books that the other scientists go by um, for right for death, the standard or for, whatever for the standard death by um, asphyxiation, which is you know basically suffocating. Yeah. So. He gets on the stand and he 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 gets on a pro bono. He's this big guy and he just goes down all these reasons as to why this is the reason uh, George Floyd died and how he died. And he breaks it down in a way that's very um, scientific, but it's in layman's terms where it's easy to understand. Where he's not using these super big words and just talking right. over, over you. He's talking directly to us in a way that's understandable. And he has these very videos and diagrams, and it's like this one hundred percent makes sense and. It makes sense to us who none of us know what any of this shit is. But, yeah, yeah. But we get it. We get it from one way you're explaining it. And right. um it, he just broke it down in a way it's like there's no way that they can debunk this. He just told us everything. And one of in the defense, they actually brought up a guy that was trying to debunk Tobin in the book that he was using to try to debunk him was a book that Martin Tobin wrote. And it was like Oh no shit. Okay. It was like, Well, I wrote the book and I know exactly what it's saying, and this is this is actually what it's saying. And it was just like there's it's a no way ballsy to play. This. It's crazy that they tried to use his own book again. You know, yeah, like it you was, know. I mean, I guess they. I think they what they expected was they didn't expect because once you, the witness is done, they they probably expect them to just be done with the case for good. Yeah. So 
the, the prosecution brought Tobin on. The defense brought somebody else on later on in the case. And the prosecution brought, brought Tobin back. Back. Okay. Brought him back, um, which I don't Spent know if that's like Spent another 10 normal. grand probably. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they, I guess he said he's he, No, he did a pro bono. Okay. So, okay. So they brought him back and he was like, no, I, like, I know the vibes. Like, this is, this is what you're saying is inaccurate. You have to read right. the next page as well or whatever. Like, you're taking that out of context. Right. And it was just like, there's no way to dispute what he's saying. Who are the most effective witnesses throughout it then? The police chief? Tobin. Yeah. Police chief Tobin. Um, I think early on, um, the, uh, the, is a young lady, uh, Darnella Frazier, who recorded the initial video. Mm-hmm. Um, was she the fire department girl? No. no okay. She's the, girl, she, the young lady that recorded the video. Yeah. So she got the initial, video. Okay. the initial video. Okay. Um, and, uh, so those, and then there was another, a trainer from the police department. I don't know what their name was, but there was one of the trainers from the police department that just kind of went over the trainings. Um, those are the pivotal people for sure. Was there ever something, you know, like I always think this would be a weird sensation in, in a courtroom when, when they're trying to convince you, they're trying really hard to convince you of something, but you feel like you're not buying it. No one else, you know, is yeah. buying it, but they're doing it for yeah. a fucking hour and a half or, or whatever. <laughs> Any big moments like that where it's like, yeah. God, I wish you wouldn't have tried this shit. Yeah. It so, turned us against you. Yeah. There was a time like so when things started to go, you could tell for the defense, things were like super left at one point. It was like, okay, things are going horribly wrong. We got to throw whatever out there. What it's, did you see them doing to get that feeling? Like, I mean, were they gesticulate like, <laughs> or whatever? No, it was, it was nothing like that, but it's just, um, he, you know, Eric started speaking a little bit faster. He started asking questions as a little bit irritated, irritated. Like he was a little bit irritated. He's asking like, these questions. Like this is not going my way. Yeah. It's, it's very noticeable. It's very noticeable. And it's just like, okay, interesting. You, you know, you're a little bit off. And then they started bringing up, um, they were saying that George Floyd might've died from carbon monoxide from the car. And it was like, I thought you were going to use, uh, that he keistered, uh, some drugs or no, whatever. That, that that's was never how, brought up. No. Really? That was never brought up. In that video that I watched, that was part of it. Oh, no, is that, that was, he hid drugs is what they were saying in right. that video that I watched. Oh, that's interesting. I no, didn't so know that, that was never mentioned. I mean, they, they alluded to the fact that he might have had some in his mouth that he was trying to hide. Mm-hmm. Um, but they might have fell out. They might have. They alluded to that. But that was never really a big thing because there was um, basically fragments of the pills or whatever all around the cop's car. So it was like, well, was it in the mouth? Was it in the car? It was never a, a concrete thing. But as they went on, they were, they started saying, well, he was held down by the exhaust of the car for so long that he might have, that might have been the reason. Um, so that was when it was like, okay, now you're starting to go left. I've fucking sat by a running car before. You don't fucking, I mean, yeah. So that, that was when it was like, okay, this is, right. you're just saying whatever now. Right. Um, but they, yeah, they talked about that for a little while. And I was just like, all right, man. You're making me now like recall what that video was. And that's what a lot of it was, is that they were even taking the words that he was saying because they asked what he was doing. He said, I was hooping. Yeah. And this fucking, I was a drug dude. Yeah. I know that hooping ain't a term <laughs> for shoving fucking drugs up your ass. Yeah. But in this video, that's what the internal affairs guy was saying. Oh, like, really? That's street slang for putting drugs in your ass. Yeah, no, that was never brought up. But I was like, that's going to be convincing to people, you know, mm-hmm. just to people who don't know. But uh, I'm no, the Michael Jordan of drugs, so I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would know hooping. Now, they, um, on the on the drug part, I mean, you know, they, they did push for that for a while. Um, but it just didn't seem to get any traction. I mean, there there was uh, 
There was there was one there was like one or two jurors that was like maybe maybe not but mm-hmm. it just didn't get enough traction to to do right. anything yeah what um who was the most likable in the courtroom was there any like were one of the yeah. prosecuting attorneys yeah. particularly um, good that you felt yeah no there was a guy that was really good I, I'm blowing a blank on his name um he was a black guy though and he he would uh I mean he was cracking jokes a little bit here and there. And I was going to ask it. you if there were any funny moments. Yeah, no, this dude was hilarious to me. Really? I don't know if anybody else found him hilarious, but he yeah, was yeah. like, he was definitely throwing a joke out there like every day, at least one. Really? One or two, and it was like, no, this dude is hilarious. Like, is nobody what? else laughing at this? How do you fit a joke in in that situation? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, that's, I mean, I know it was all like harmless shit. Yeah, he a lot of times he was, uh, he was making fun of what the defense was saying, basically. Yeah. A lot of times, like, you know, the defense will come up, ask their questions. Oh, he'd bag on the fucking defense? Oh, absolutely. Oh, that's fucking awesome. It was good. It was really? good. It was good. It was good. Any so, examples? I wish. You can man. think I of? Wish, okay. I wish I could think of one because he had some good ones and I was I was dying in my seat. Like, this is fucking hilarious. Right. And it's like, but no, I don't know if anybody else was. I didn't look at anybody else, but I was like, yeah. this is funny. I don't remember what you said, actually. Jerry yeah. Blackwell's his name. Okay. Jerry, Jerry Blackwell. Blackwell. Just hit me. Yep. Jerry Blackwell. And so, what? Sh- shout out. Jerry Blackwell with his stand-up comedy. Yeah, no, he was funny with it. Yeah. Is there and 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 how much does that all affect you again? I know we alluded to this earlier, yeah. but I but I can't remember. Like, I mean, d- does that how much does likability play into it, do you feel? Um, I if, don't think it's a if that defense attorney was your defense attorney, yeah. would you be like, Can you crack a fucking joke here? Can we like lighten this shit up? Yeah, I would I would have liked them too, just because you do want to lighten the mood a little bit. You yeah. you want you you have to, I feel like. Yeah, you guys are there for eight fucking hours. Exactly. Or, or, we're there too long. You want people to, you know, focus on what you're saying. One way to do that, throw a joke out there. Yeah, yeah. They'll, they'll pay attention. Yeah. Um, especially because some of the, I mean, some of the testimonies were boring. I mean, yeah. let's, let's be real. I mean, there's scientists and doctors going up and they're using all this jargon. We're just like, I don't even know what you're talking about. Right. <laughs> but, <laughs> I'm sure they'd love to hear that. Right. But no, but luckily they have all type of pictures and whatnot. They're describing it. So you get it eventually. But some of it is boring, though. And they're, Yeah. So it's just facts. And so, I mean, you want somebody to to ease ease the ice, you know, make it easy for yeah. everybody. Did you get in a groove with the trial where it got so you saw the video early on? It was horrifying. Holy shit, this is real. This is yeah, a big thing. Yeah. Was there a point kind of in the late middle where all of a sudden you go like, okay, this is kind of a cool experience. This is historic again, where like it came back yeah, around? Absolutely. Um, but at that same moment when it came back around like that, um, it's just part of your daily schedule, your daily routine. Yeah. You kind of, um, you're like, okay, how do I lock back in again? And like, what's next? So at that time, to me, I thought the prosecution, they were bringing up kind of the same type of experts over and over again. It's like, okay, you just brought this expert. Hammering this home a yeah, little too much. Yeah, like, we get it. We get it. Let's move on. Yeah. Um. So it's just like, you're just kind of going through the motions then. Like they're, going, they're saying the same things over and over again. There's nothing new that's being said up until when the defense goes. But, you know, that took like two or three days after that. So it's just kind of just going through the motions, really. Was there ever discontent among the jurors where like, when you guys went to the, you know, on your lunch break, where like someone finally over and goes, Jesus Christ, we got to hear this shit one more fucking time. You know, like, yeah. I mean, do you ever hear that stuff? Um, I, I mean, think I'd imagine I, you're some, but yeah. Yeah, you know, no, I think I think we heard that with the video. Where it's like, damn, we got to go in here and, watch, and finish watching the video again. Right. Um, but not outside of that, nah. You, I mean, because everybody, every time you're coming back there, you really just want to just talk about anything else, really. Like, oh, really? Yeah. Oh man, I would think you just, I, I would think you'd be bursting at the seams. But you can't talk about it. I know, but I figure you're fucking, you know, I don't know. We're, we're like, you kind of, but you, you don't find know. ways to unconsciously communicate. Like, just, 
kind of like, geez, that was a fucking yeah. So, so you might be like, okay, so you might be like, you, you get a break every couple hours. I'm like, like, that, that guy was not shut the fuck up or whatever. Yeah, or you might be like, that was a rough one, or you know, I was falling asleep on that one, or you know, yeah. something like that. Yeah, but that's all you can say, really. So it's like, uh. did the jury start to bond at that point? Yeah, after after about a week, I mean, we we started to get tight, started to loosen up because I mean, we're in there every day and we're just looking at each other. So we're like, we started to make make friends amongst each other um, as much as we could. Yeah. As much as we could. I mean, some people were were working from back there, you know, remotely. I, I was watching my team play on my laptop. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. we started we started to build somewhat of a camaraderie um, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, you're like aware of everyone's life, even though you're not talking about it. You you kind of get those senses, right? Yes, yes. What, what um, did you feel support for Shalvin in the courtroom? Like, did he have a big like contingent there at all or, or no not? i don't think um besides his legal team i don't think there was somebody there for him. oh really yeah i think maybe i mean one i know day... his wife divorced him like immediately yeah, yeah you know which was pretty fucking telling i would say but right yeah, yeah. but i don't i don't well remember. that was that was to like get out of uh oh losing their shit yeah they weren't actually getting a divorce it was mm. they tried oh. to give all the assets in her name and then the court was like yeah no nah, that's not happening mm. i thought it's I thought it was because she saw him no. turn into a lizard and <laughs> no. murder someone. <laughs> Not at all. She didn't want to lose her shit. That's funny. God no, I didn't see anybody there for him. I don't think any of it is. Really? That yeah. that actually kind of blows me away. Did Were there ever outbursts where the judge had to calm it down? Like, did anyone ever stand up and go, you fucking lizard? I'm going to, you know, or just like anything? <laughs> um, nah. I mean, you would you would see the attorneys kind of go back and forth and the judge would be like, Let's reel it in. Okay. You, you'll see them start to kind of get, to kind of get, you know, emotional and heated. I mean, this, it was like, a, it's a battle. So oh, you, yeah. So you would see, you would see them like kind of do a little too much and the judge would like, all right, like chill out. Um, okay. Yeah. So you would get some of that, but outside of that, no. Nah. Uh, did you ever have a moment in the courtroom where like they go, uh, and of course he did it because he's a fucking murderer. And then they go, oh, you know, objection. objection. And they go, yep, disallow it. Jury, forget that you heard that. Absolutely. Did that happen? Not not that dramatically. That's the most funny fucking thing in the whole Not that dramatically, process. but that definitely happens where they're like, all right, nope, you can't say that. Jury, uh, strike that from your memory. <laughs> right. Basically, it never happened. Like, and you just did you it. laugh when that happened almost like that it's ridiculous it's, it's, right? it's pretty comical because i mean right. but it's it is what it is i mean well sure he didn't kill george floyd <laughs> he was too busy raping children and then, <laughs> disallow that from yeah. your oh okay yeah yeah so. yeah i don't know that's that's that shit is so fucking weird it's so weird. it's so weird so we get to deliberation or closing arguments closing arguments let's say yeah. so at this point how long were you in it um that's probably three weeks Okay. Three weeks from closing Three fucking weeks. Yeah. Eight hours a day, five days a week? Yep. No conjugal visits, but you're still getting it at home. You could go Knock home every boots. night, so it's all good. Good, good, good. good. Necessary. God, that's so important to me. So necessary. Yes, yes. And <laughs> um, what, um, so it gets to closing arguments. What are you feeling at that point? Are you, before closing arguments, was your mind fairly well made up at that point? Yeah, once once the defense started talking about carbon monoxide, yeah, like, yeah. this is this is so much a wrap. It's a wrap. Like, what are we <laughs> yeah. like this is done with? Like right. um Yeah, I was like, yeah. this is over, pretty much. And then once when closing arguments, I'm like, wow, so this really the, the trial's over? Like it's over already? Was that faster than what you expected? Yes. So okay. we, I was expecting four to six weeks. Okay. Um 
but yeah, it was, so it was a little bit faster than that. And um, I still was waiting for the defense to come up with something. I'm like, well, they came up with nothing. Right. Now we're at closing arguments. We're still and, waiting for the hammer. Right. There's nothing there. And it's like, all right, well. And, and the funny thing about closing arguments is the defense talked for like, hours for the closing argument. It's like, what are you even talking about? Like, Oh, really? Like, I think we took a break mid, 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 like, paragraph for his closing argument. He's going on and on for like two hours. Then we take a break in between, come back for another hour. He's still going. It's like, I mean. Do you feel like he lost you guys at that point, kind of? like he was, I think he had lost us before then and was just yeah. trying to find something to get us back in some way. In some I've way. done that for stand-up. I'm a stand-up comic, yeah. so yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, no, can I think so I'm positive, I'm 100% yeah. positive he knew that he lost us, but there's also, there's three different charges, so it's like, maybe I could reel them in somewhere. Right. They're, they're going to, maybe they'll bite somewhere, but I'm just going to go down the list of everything, and somebody will bite somewhere. Right. So it was literally like, it was like three and a half, four hours, he just talked. Huh. So, so were the closing arguments as theatrical as you see for, you know, like where they try to make big points and shit like Absolutely. that. Yeah. Absolutely. It's, it's, it was almost like a movie. Um, I know for the prosecution, they were like, um, they had a the guy Blackwell up again. And like I said, he throws a few jokes out there. Um, he, he, he just talks in a way where he's, he's going to try to paint a picture, I guess. Yeah. And, um, you know, he has these key words that he's trying to use and, um, all these different key things where it's like, okay, this is something that, yeah, know, this is a script. Yeah. And then, you know, you're just following your script. Did it make you interested in the legal process in a sense? Absolutely. Like like where, yeah, where it's like you kind of see what they're trying to do. That yeah. must be weird to kind of sense that. Yeah, no, it is. I mean, it's it's not weird. It's it's actually kind of cool just because, yeah. you know, you see it on TV so often. It's like, well, what angle are they going with? What are they trying to do here? And then to see it in person, um, it just flips the script completely. And it's like, wow, like this is, this is it's pretty similar to how it is on TV. How about eye contact? Like were there ever issues with, because I've heard this as a thing. Yeah. Um, the victim's family staring at staring at the jurors, for instance, to try to get, you know, feel that yeah. responsibility or even the defense uh, or the defendant or whatever. Were yeah. there ever issues with that where you feel like, boy, this dude's eyeballing me a lot Um, yeah, or you whatever? Do. Yeah, you do. You got that. I get that a lot, especially with the attorneys. They they look right over at you, uh, look you dead in your eye. Um, the witnesses, not so much when they're testifying. They might they might look over if they've been through this a couple of times. They might look over at the jurors, but. Most of them just talk directly to the attorney and don't even acknowledge the jury. Right. Do the attorneys always have, you know, because there's usually multiple attorneys at a table, which I right. never really, yeah, I mean, I get it to some yeah. degree, but are like, is there always one or two guys assigned to watching the jury? Did you feel? Um, I, I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. So the ones that were sitting on the side, they really wouldn't look at us. Okay. It was just whoever was speaking at that time, they would definitely look at us. But then we also, in the courtroom, there's a table for media. And they would be eyeing us down nonstop. Oh, okay. They wouldn't stop looking at me. It was almost uncomfortable. It was like, yo, like, stop looking at right. me. Right. Like, they're, they're looking up, up, up and above. They're standing up, sitting down, twisting their heads around, trying to see everybody's, re all the jurors' reactions to everything. And it's just like, all right, y'all got to relax. Yeah. What's the biggest pair of tits you ever saw in your life? Did I've you seen, hear? I've seen hear? pretty big. Really? Yeah, I've seen pretty big. Um, I don't know the size. But I was like, how about big. the biggest set in the courtroom? <laughs> Um. Uh, that's a good one. It was. There was. Not, uh, I don't know if there's anybody else. No, this is. This is. <laughs> I don't know if there's anybody super large. I think. I think one of the alternates might have had the biggest set. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for your candor. Yeah, no, I don't care. What? What? Um. So closing arguments are done. 
It's yes. time to deliberate. Yes. Um, you guys get sequestered for that for the first time. Yes. Yeah, so we go to a hotel. Do you get a speech from the judge before that? Yes. So he goes over um, all the rules, basically on saying, this is, these are the charges. This is what I need from you with these charges. Um, come to the conclusion, however you do. Does he remind you what's at stake? You know, in a sense, like, like, to, no, no, no. He just says these, yeah. he literally just says, three fucking yeah. weeks, you know, <laughs> right. Yeah. So he keeps it very, very simple. Just says, these are the rules laid out. Follow these rules directly. Don't go, don't do too much. Just follow them directly. And let me know if you have a question, give me a call. Otherwise I'll see you when you get back. Right. So where did you get sent to? Did you show up with a bag pack that day or whatever? Yeah, like they, so, they yeah. tell you. Yeah. So you, um, because you don't know how long you're going to be sequestered. Because yeah, you could no idea for days, right? We have no idea. And what's funny? So after the closing argument, that was a Thursday. We actually got the Friday off because they didn't want to. They didn't want to sequester us over the weekend. Okay. Thank you. Thank God. Yeah, yeah. You I, did. I needed that weekend. You did not. Boot. I had a blast that weekend. Yeah. <laughs> before the, before we got sequestered, because you had no idea how long we would be. Oh really? Yeah. So so, we, so, so like you felt the need to live it up a little bit. Yeah, definitely. Right. So we come in that Monday. Um, you come with the, basically a suitcase, you might be there for a day. You might be there for two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, you just come in a suitcase full of stuff for however long you need. So I think I brought at least a week and a half worth of stuff. Were you thinking going into that? So when you're, you're packing your bag, going in going like this motherfucker and this motherfucker, they're going to be hard to convince. Like, I know what this is like, this is going to take a while or whatever. Were you, you know, what was your feeling going into that? So at that point. I was so unsure still. I just, I, I'll say this. I was thinking it should be a one-day thing, but I was prepared for the long call just because I still hadn't I – I didn't feel like I had known everybody enough and got to know them just enough where it's like I can really get a true feeling on them. Like it's like I have a kind of a surface feeling, but it's like we could get in this room and everything could switch. Did you have certain people picked out where like you're like, that dude and that chick or whatever, they're going to be tough sell? Um. The white people. Of course. <laughs> but no. Uh, of course. I, I mean, for, uh, like for real. <laughs> but I mean. Although the black African dudes, they can be severe kind of guys you know, like they, that. Like they yeah. can. Yeah. They can come yeah, from absolutely. hardship. They might not be super sympathetic. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Um, but no, there's maybe uh, maybe two or maybe two. For the most part, I, I figured everybody was coming in on the same page. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, re- I really did just because I didn't feel like there was nothing. I didn't feel like there was nothing anybody could say that would be the opposite of of just guilty. When you guys went into the room, so you guys all, I'd imagine, gather around a table yeah. or something like that. Yeah. yeah. What's the first thing that someone said? Like, like, okay, yeah. who fucking thinks that the or you know what I mean? Like, is there some energy, like a certain energy among the jurors or Yeah. Yeah. I think when we first walk in, we have a seat. I think everybody's just like, okay, we can finally talk about this now. Let's just get to talking. Okay. Because everybody's just, they have diary of the mouth because they're like, we haven't said shit for so right. long. We just want to get all these thoughts out. Um, was that an awesome feeling kind of? It kind of was. It was very yeah. relieving. Like, just finally, we could just talk. And we could just talk uncannily. Just, just say whatever. Because it's the first time you can connect on this stuff right. that you've been taking in. So it must have been like exhilarating, it you know, in a was. way, right? And yeah. not only that, we were able to actually find out each other's names now. We didn't even know you each didn't other's names. You know your names. fucking names? Yeah, you didn't I didn't know, know that. Yeah. Okay. So we didn't even know each other's names. So I'm sitting down. So we're like, okay, we can finally t- learn each other's names. Let's take off these masks. And you can probably have sex with the other jurors too. <laughs> we, we, you know, if we, were, if we were there for longer, they might have got to that. <laughs> Who knows? I don't know. Right. I mean, I I had 
I actually part of my travel pack. Two weeks, bro. I'm prepared to be there for two weeks, a week in and all. I you booze. did not bring some condoms. He, he brought some lamb skins. You did not. <laughs> or sheep skins, sorry. I had I had a packet that was ready for the weekend. If we, if we were going to be on the weekend, I was going to have a good weekend. You will say that. Um, I know that you did an important thing, but I'm going to diagnose you as a sex addict right here. <laughs> yeah. You say, yo, I got to go convict this guy of murder and go fuck and, some bitches. And it, and it might turn me on. <laughs> well, I'm, well, let's say this. I didn't I didn't necessarily need to have sex, but if it was going to happen, I was going to be ready. Good man. I mean, and and if, I mean, I had opportunities. I'm wearing just... a condom right now. <laughs> did they, so, you know, did they do like bag searches to get... Like when you got there, or were they not worried about anything? Nah, anything? bring whatever you want in your bag. I mean, Did I had bring any yeah, Okay, liquor. Yeah. That's exactly I had, what I was gonna ask. I had beer and I uh, think I had a bottle. I had all kind of stuff, so I had everything ready. Massage oils, all type of stuff. Candles, yeah. absolutely. Um, yeah. What? Um, so the original energy. How many people were right away like guilt? Like, I mean. Did you guys feel a big need to flesh it out before the first vote? Yeah, I said, was there or like a big an initial vote that went that went on? Um, there was nothing. So early on, when we first got in, it was just like a bunch of people just talking. Nobody was saying just conversation. Yeah, right. Yeah. So then, um, you know, we decided to get some organization, and that's when we voted on a four person. And so we chose we chose my guy Tyler as a, as the four person, and from there, that's when we said, okay, let's. Let's choose to vote on one of these things and actually have a constructive conversation instead mm-hmm. of just everybody just talking. Um, and that's after what, like two hours or something like that? Or? Uh, no, not even. Maybe okay. 30, 45 minutes, something like that. Okay. Um, and also, by the way, this is this is Monday evening. Okay. So it's like, so Monday during the day, we had to be in the courtroom still going over the rules, basically. Where were you, by the way? Like, I mean, they sent you, um, we like, was ho- it a decent hotel? Yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. I don't even remember what hotel it was. It was but somewhere suites, outside the city, like Plymouth area. Okay. So Country and Motel so. 6. <laughs> no, they, they took care of us. It What's funny is, so the hotel was actually, the way they, they masked it, it was under construction, quote unquote. And they Holy shit. Yeah, no, this was super intense. And um, they put us like in a construction zone that wasn't really a construction zone. Were you still worried about your safety at that point? Absolutely. Like, I mean, did that amp back up? Yes, sort of? absolutely. Everybody was. Okay. Everybody was. Everybody, 100%. And I, I have a story about that, too, once we get to the verdict. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, it was basically a, a hotel under construction. It's not really under construction that they hit us in. It's crazy. Yep, and we had uh, sheriff deputies every floor. There's, you know, they're, they're walking around in there 24 hours. If we want to leave the deliberation room that we're in the little conference room, you know, we got to knock knock three times and say a passcode, basically. Um, not really. Wow. Not, not but, really. But knock I three mean, times, right. But it's it's that secure though. Right. Right. Yeah. So it's it's it was really secure. We used to have unmarked cars outside, people circling. It was. I mean, it was like as if we're the president or something. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was crazy. Does everyone really bond then at that point because Absolutely. you've yeah so. So then there's a little bit of a family vibe. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. So we uh we fill out name tags or whatever, which somebody decided to do. So we're learning everyone's names. We we got a four person now. Um and we're just like, let's let's go ahead and take a vote on on the manslaughter. Let's do manslaughter. That seems like a seems like an easy one. Yeah. Um and we all we all agreed on that, no problem. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so we, that came back. We all voted guilty. And it was like, no right, one boom. waffled at all. Just Not at truly, all. okay. Just boom, knocked it out. And it, then we were like, um, we were going to vote for the next charge, um, which was, uh, I think we went, so we went from manslaughter to straight to, I think we did third degree first. Um, and we said, well, let's pause right there. 
because it was it was in the evening. So let's or like let's eat dinner. Let's just come back to it tomorrow. We, I mean, we don't need to rush or whatever. Right. Because you know more discussions come up. People let's might, get this party on a little bit. Yeah, let's chill a little bit. So yeah, we uh, we took our time on that one. Ate, chilled out. And, uh, just ate at the hotel, I'm sure. Yeah, like yeah, just, just with each other, kind of. Yeah, we yeah. just we just stayed in that same room. So once we, that's another thing. So once we were in the room, we had to pretty much stay in the room all day. Okay. Until the evening, really, until we were done for the day. Right. <laughs> so. Okay. So yeah, so we just stayed in there, uh, ate, kicked it for a minute, and then we're like, all right, let's just go ahead and go. And um, yeah, so we then we, we retired to our rooms after we ate or whatever. But it was it was you know pretty uneventful night. Okay. Yeah. You didn't knock, you didn't get any pussy? No, nah, I didn't get nothing, man. Jesus Christ, man. I mean, everybody was no. tired that first day. Maybe like I said, if I mean, don't... I hope you at least masturbated. <laughs> the first night, no. God damn. First night, nah, no. I know. Slipping. No, man. I'm super slipping. It was mm-hmm. like um I wanted to have uh wanted to have a focused mind in the morning. <laughs> like a boxer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm ready. What um so second day you wake up. Yep. And you get after charge uh, third degree. Yeah. So the second day we we get in, we do breakfast, and we just go right after it. Um, everybody's kind of reviewed their notes. They they have all these fresh ideas. Everyone um, took notes for the most part. Would you yeah, say everybody took notes? Really? Every, everybody took a lot of notes. What kind of notes? Like what kind of notes did you take? Just any fact that occurred to you that was a big deal, sort of. I guess. Yeah. Whatever. Just... So yeah. So whenever somebody's testifying, whatever, and you're you're they're talking, you're just writing down whatever seems like pertinent to you. Why did you do that? Like, did other people start to do it, and then you just feel obligated, or is that something nah, you would have done anyway? I forget, do you think? I, I forget a lot of stuff. I forget everything. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. I mean, I was like, "Well, I'm going to write stuff down because I'm right. going to forget everything. If this lasts four weeks, I'm going to forget all. The, I'm going to forget every week, but the fourth week by right. the time it's all said and done. Oh, you so got to think about your conjugal visits. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's hard so, to keep that in your head. So, so yeah. So, I mean, I was writing stuff down, and I mean, like I said, you have all these doctors and scientists. They have all these diagrams and stuff like that, where it's like breaking down this, this, and that. Um, and then, and then yeah, the timeline on a lot of people brought up a timeline where it's like, okay, this is what happened during this time, this time, this time. Those are all things that I was writing down. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, this, this could come to handy whenever you're in the deliberation room and you might have to debate. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're debating on somebody, I mean, I'm going to come with the right shit. Right. Right. Okay. So, but no, everybody had tons of notes, tons of them. So what, what, um, so when you did that third degree thing, did yeah. that go smooth too? Um, yeah. So, so, uh, well, it went kind of smooth. I won't say it went super smooth, but there was definitely a lot of discussion amongst it. So okay. we're going over third degree, a lot of discussion. Um, you know, it took a few hours. It wasn't it wasn't as easy as a manslaughter where we just come okay. in and vote everybody guilty. Right. Like there's a couple of people who was like, um we did like a preliminary vote first always, and they were like their preliminary was like, I'm not unsure. Okay. Right. So no one was innocent. Just unsure. unsure, like there was a few unsure. Right, okay, right. and so we started going around the room and kind of discussing it, and we we uh, started discussing it, going over the evidence again. So we we get basically a flash drive of all the evidence on it. So we're going over the evidence again. People are stating, you know, their reasoning as to why they think he might be guilty or whatever, and we finally come to a conclusion once one of the jurors brings up the idea of um, maybe. Maybe it's not all of what George, I mean, Derek Chauvin did, but what he didn't do as well. So in terms of, okay, say this guy, he's he's clearly in distress. Mm-hmm. Um, right. He's in distress and he's he unconscious. give aid to someone. Exactly. Right. So right. he's in distress, unconscious, then dead. At some point, nobody, you know, there's no aid, there's no anything. Right. So 
I mean, something should have happened at that point. That qualifies for yes. for a third degree murder, basically. Right. And, and the okay. way we, and the way it qualified was, um, they're the police, the Minneapolis police were they're trained on these different things for those situations. Uh huh. And their motto is, if you're in our custody, you're in our care. Where we're right, we're, we're supposed to right. care for you regardless. Right. Um, and the fact that nothing was done, that kind of that kind of slammed right. the door on. Okay, so whatever those those people that were unsure. Whatever they're voting insured for, I mean, is this not right. solidified? He just sat that? there with his little black gloves and fucking right. sat he, on He, he sits death. there right. as this man is distressed, unconscious, right. and now dead. Right. I mean, what do you do? Something should be happening. Right. So then you guys got third degree. Yeah. So then when it goes to first degree, right? Second or, degree. Second okay. Degree. Second degree. Uh, yeah, that's right. It yeah. wasn't premeditated. So second degree murder, were you thinking like, uh, fuck, we're going to have to go through another goddamn 10 hours of this shit? You know, I, I kind of thought so, but it was like everybody already said their thoughts because we had, we had maybe went around for like two and a half, three hours. Mm-hmm. So it was like, there's nothing more to say. On the third degree? Yeah. Kind of? Right. So, so it was like, what more do we have to say? That, like, this clearly fits for secondary for sure. Right. Um, How much do you feel the peer pressure in that room at that point? Like, you know, for the people who are unsure, do you... You know, first of all, how many of them were there? Were there three or two? Um, Well, so I think it was like two. I think it was only like two, if I remember right. Do you almost pity them? Because it's like every, you know, I mean, at a certain point, I'd imagine everyone's like, okay, let's fucking get this shit done. This is over, right? Me. I'm the one in the room saying that. Like, Really? Yes. I was going to ask you what your role was. That was my role. So my role was. (laughs) (laughs) I was the dick. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But it wasn't. I mean, right. I, I say stuff in a nice way. It's like reality. You're it just, is reality. Yeah, you're just so it's like so when we're we're the we're kind of debating this third degree and we're going over <laughs> we're going over stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like at some point we're going over the same things over and over again. It's like, what are we why are we still discussing this? Let's vote again. Right. And and so we, the way we're voting is everybody just write down what they think on a piece of paper and we all hand it to the four person. So it's kind of anonymous whenever he reads it off. And um the people that were unsure weren't necessarily saying we figured they weren't saying, "Hey, no, I'm the one that voted unsure." Right. Okay. So they're. Oh, okay. So the way oh, it was, you write it down or whatever. So yeah. You didn't, okay. Well, but but once we go around the room and we're debating, it's it's clear who's unsure because they're debating right. the other side. Okay. You know, but yeah. they never necessarily say, "Hey, no, it's me." Right. So I'm like, we're debating these things with somebody that's not even coming forward. Let's just vote again, and whoever the fuck is saying this, like, you gotta you gotta speak up. Right, right. Like you got to, you have to stand on what you're saying. You got, like, yeah, you have to speak up and speak your mind. And if not, what are we doing? Right. So I'm, I'm that guy. Like, no, let's, like, let's forget all this talking. Like, let's get to another vote. Let's vote again and let's figure this out. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I was that guy pressuring everybody to, <laughs> to hurry up. Like, so, so you pressured it or whatever. It went around again. Everyone just like went with it because a scary black man's yelling at well, everybody. Well, no, it still took about <laughs> another hour after that. Okay. Um, but eventually we got it done. And then by the secondary, it was like everybody already said everything. We went right. through all the evidence. Like there's nothing, nobody brought out anything that was debunking to anything. Like there's nothing that anybody mentioned that was like, okay, we need to really evaluate this secondary. Like, no, it's already fitting. We, we've already come to terms on, no, this fits yeah. second degree. Okay. And there's nothing to discuss at that point. So you guys turn it in. Yeah. It happens. What is that feeling like immediately when it's like, like, I mean, did, oh, did everything just shift? Like just immediately? Like, okay. Um, well, so when we first got done, it was maybe, um, it was still early in the day on that, on that day. So it was still pretty early. And, um, we were like, let's just not even turn it in yet. 
let's just take a second and just chill. They know I had some, they know I had drinks, like let's crack some beers, those things. <laughs> right. Let's, let's just relax for a minute before we turn it in. And we were like, let's actually turn it in tomorrow morning. That was our actual our, our yeah. initial plan. Like, let's turn it in tomorrow morning. And let's I have just that party mentality. tonight. I feel that way like, too. Let's just wait because I mean, we we expected our lives to change and stuff like that after we turned it in. So we're like, let's just wait till tomorrow morning, turn it in. Um, and then I guess somebody was like, no, let's let's turn it in now, and let and just tell the judge, let's wait till tomorrow to announce it though. So we get it turned in. Um, you know, we're chilling, we're drinking, kicking it. Everybody just having regular conversations now. Yeah, yeah. Just, talking about your lives. Yes, one hundred percent. We're literally just finally just relaxing completely. Everybody's right. in great spirits, and uh, really, the spirits were high. A very high. There wasn't this feeling of like we just condemned a man. Not because yet. you felt okay. Not yet. Not okay. Yet. Everybody was really just having regular conversations, and everybody was just really excited to just be just have a moment of normalcy. Right. Right. Um, Get back to our lives. Yeah, that's just really what it was. Right. Um, and then maybe an hour later. The uh, one of the sheriff deputies comes in like in a panic, like we got to go right now. And he's like, he's like, pack your bags. We got to go right now. We have to, we have to get downtown right now. Everybody hurry up. Like but, but we're drunk. Right. Y'all <laughs> are whatever, turned right. up in we're chilling. <laughs> deliberation. Right. We're chilling. Like we're like, like, huh? So, but we're, we're somewhat panicking. Like, well, I mean, what's the rush? Like what happened? Right. Like, is there something? Is there... Don't we have any control here or whatever? Yeah. But it's, right. I mean, not only any control, but it's like, you're not telling us what's going on necessarily. And it's like, is it, is it uh, something dangerous going on? Like, are we, are we in harm's way or something? Oh, okay. Um, and there's like, no, just hurry up. Just hurry up. We got to go. We got to go. We got to go. Uh, and we really don't know what's going on. We're all like, we're dressed like in sweats and stuff like that. We're going to right. the car. We're like, we're, we're in sweats. We're in shorts. We're in flip flops. And you're just like, grab your stuff as quick as you can get to the cars. We have to get out of here. And so we finally, we start heading downtown and the traffic is crazy. Um, which I later found out the traffic was crazy because of people rushing downtown because they heard the verdict was coming out. Okay. Um, I actually remember hearing that the verdict's coming out. I, yeah. I mean, it was an intense, so, it was super intense. So that's why we had to actually rush is because somehow it leaked that the verdict had been turned in. Okay. And so the judge wanted to, uh, he wanted to get the verdict on red. head that off before. Yeah, before the actual verdict was, was also... Leaked somehow. Yeah, yeah. So he's like, let's just get them down here, read it off before anything else happens. Um, but yeah, somehow it was leaked. So people are rushing downtown and rushing out of downtown. Yeah. Because they don't know. No, there was fear. Yeah. There, there was fear. So, but we didn't, so as jurors, we had no idea. We're like, damn, it's so, for me, as a guy that lives in me, I'm like, there's so much traffic. Like, it hasn't been, it's, this is right. the middle of COVID. I'm right. like, there hasn't been this much traffic in literally months. Right. So, so it was confusing to me. I was like, why is there so much traffic? It makes no sense. And, um, so we're rushing downtown. We get called in traffic, which it takes like an hour to get downtown from Saint from Plymouth at, uh, during this time of day that day. And it's like, well, what the heck? So we get we get there late, and we just get rushed into the courtroom. And they read off the verdict, and um, they go around and they ask all the jurors. The judge asks all the jurors, like, is this yeah, that yeah. is this your true and correct you know thoughts? Is this how you truly feel? And you got the answer. And you say yes, and that was that's when the emotions and it's like, oh, like you're confirming this decision like yeah. right now like did you watch shelvin walk in and like think you know like kind of what like god he doesn't even know that he's about to get yeah condemned i, I mean that's um, heavy shit yeah no that was that was definitely heavy and i think um i think the judge actually at some point he, i think he asked something to shelvin then too um and and i was able to see his expression his expression was just so confused and it's just like he was you could definitely tell he was looking like, like, what the hell just happened? When he asked him if he understood yes. the chart. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. Yes, Okay. 
Oh, and Shelvin looked just in disbelief. Yeah, kind of. absolutely. Absolutely. And he looked like, like what just happened? And right. I, and I was like, damn, like. Wow. Was that the belief that you had is that he thought he was going to get off absolutely. in a sense? Really? Absolutely. Or at least I didn't think that I'm pretty sure he didn't think that he'd be guilty of all the charges, all three right. charges. It was like, like you know, yeah, maybe they'll give me a manslaughter, right, but right, yeah, right. Historically, so no, he um he looked so like like I can't believe this has happened. Um, do you hate him? No, I don't, no, I don't have nothing against him. Okay, well, I wasn't I mean, sure you you watched him murder someone, so I wasn't nah, sure how I that mean, is. You know, I from from my perspective after. You know, seeing so much of of the, of the whole trial, the whole thing, yeah, is I don't I don't have anything against him because I don't I don't know anything about him. I know nothing about Derek Chauvin besides that he killed George Floyd. Okay, that's oh, literally. Wow. I mean, that's all. For I some know. reason, I thought you'd have more. I I don't know. I don't know. I I would. I guess to condemn someone. I, I mean, you know, of course, I believe that you did a hundred percent the right thing. Absolutely. I'm just wondering if. If to do that, if you automatically assign some, some I don't know type of feelings towards them or, or think, whatever, you know, to make yourself feel good. In a yeah, sense. no, I think I think the the feelings that you assign is compassion when you do something like that. I mean, I see because I'm, I I think it has to be compassion. I think you would have to be somewhat uh, a little bit spiteful, off. vengeful, yeah, whatever. Like I don't, yeah, I don't have a reason to feel that way yeah. towards him. He's getting his punishment. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he, yeah, he's he's getting his punishment. I don't have any other reason to feel any type of way. He didn't. I mean, it's not like, um, he was just he got. It's not like he took the stand and was like, no, I I hated this man from the beginning. Right. I mean, I don't I don't know anything about that. I don't know. Yeah. Do you feel like like the rest of the jury felt the same way about the proceedings as you did? Kind of like I, I mean, so. yeah. Okay, so. when you guys talked, it was all kind of in lockstep for the most part. Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think so. Um, and I mean, even as like I said, after we read the verdict, we were leaving out of the courtroom, and people were breaking down crying. Just oh, really? Out, just yeah, just flat out, just falling down crying. The jurors or jurors, the jurors? The jurors were okay Absolutely. because because it, I mean, for real, what a super heavy experience. Yeah, what a super heavy experience. No, it it is. But like I said, I don't I don't think any of us um hate him or anything like that. Right. Like I said, we we literally know nothing about him. Do you feel bonded to George Floyd and his legacy? Um, yeah. I mean, you're a real part of it. You're you're a real right. significant part of it. Right. Um, and I mean, I started to feel for me, I started to feel that bond throughout the trial just because there was a lot of similarities um throughout his life. Like so he he uh he attended a college in South Florida at one point. The school that he attended was miles from the school that I attended in South right. Florida. Like um there's well, I just they would have liked to f- Figure that out before the trial. Right. Who knew? Right. 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 Um, it might just, identify with this shit. Right. I mean, and the fact that I mean, he's he's a larger guy. I'm a larger guy. Like, there's there's similarities where it's just yeah. like this hits close to home for me. Yeah. Just completely. Um. So I started to feel that bond already prior to it ever ending. Um. Uh, and then with it ending and seeing the coverage that has gotten, mm-hmm. I mean, it's. I'm automatically linked to it. Um, it's a, it's truly a historic thing. Right. I, I mean, it's really profound, actually. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think so. Do you feel lucky, you know, to have been a part of it? Do you feel, uh, you know, I, I don't know. How do you yeah. feel about it? Um, I, I mean, I'm not a big religious guy, but I do think that I was meant for I was I was meant to be there. I, th- I think all of us as jurors were meant to be the jurors for this. For, yeah. I mean, I don't think you could have chose a better a better jury panel. Really? Yeah. I, I you feel like so. So one of the things I I have I have 
um, a great friend who you probably know uh, because she was reporting in the courtroom, but Georgia Fort, do you know her? No. Okay. She's a, whatever, a journalist. Tevin, you can help me out or you can tell her, uh, her credentials more, Mm -hmm. but, but really just a great journalist. We're, we're friendly with her. She covered that. Um, she was in with the Floyd family, interviewed yeah. them and stuff like that. And she wrote me cause I was asking her before I talked to you, you know, yeah. is there any insights that she has that I might not be aware of? And she was, she, um, she was curious about, uh, and I don't want to misquote her at all, but yeah. you know, uh, a feeling of like injustice, um, in the jury selection process, if you saw, um, institutional racism in that, because from her perspective, she felt like people who were for Black Lives Matter were cut, and then people who were for the police department could still kind of get through. Did you see that as well no, or not? not no, really? because I specifically said- Right, I know I, you said that for yes, yourself. and I wasn't cut. And I, I was very adamant on, no, it's a statement that I believe in, I'll forever right. stand on because I'm a, I'm a black man. Right. And then on the, on the flip side, they ask about Blue Lives Matter, and I, I flat out just said, I don't even know what that is. I don't know what that is. I don't understand- the concept behind that, it seems like it was something to combat Black Lives Matter, which doesn't make any sense. So, I mean, I was very stern on that. Stuff here just to make sure I'm not s- screwing yeah, no it doubt. up. But yeah, yeah. Um, so, now I was very stern on that. And I mean, I get, I do get how there's definitely some institutionalized racism within picking um, jury panels. But yeah. I didn't experience it then, but I seen how it could happen. Yeah. Absolutely. Will you ever see these jurors again? Like... Will you guys have a barbecue or something yeah, like? Like I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, I, I would imagine you feel bonded, and it's yeah. weird to not see him again in a sense. No, yeah, no, it is. Um, a few of them actually just did happy hour a couple, like a couple weeks ago, like last week or two weeks ago or something like that. Um, I I didn't attend, but um, oh, I do hang. Pussy. No, yeah, I, yeah. I missed out on that one. I, I might have been too turned for them, but no, I I hang with a couple of them. Um, here and there, I actually just got the number from one of them. Just yesterday, and I was like, I want to, I want to hit him up, see if he wants to go get some drinks or whatever. But most there's, there's a, there's a, there's clicks within the jury team, sure. just as with anything. Yeah. So, um, and there was so such a wide range of ages, okay, and and backgrounds within it. So you know, people hang with like people. So a few of them hang hang consistently, and yeah. a couple others, you know, it's pockets. Did you meet the Floyd family at all, or do you feel yeah. like a desire to meet them in a sense? Yeah, you shared a really, you know. Yeah, I mean, I haven't met them in person, but I have had a phone call with one of the brothers. Um, really? Yeah. How did that come about? Um, so when I when I first came public with my name, um, I just was like in my interview, I was like, you know, I, I would love to to speak with them, uh-huh. just to send my condolences and stuff like that, and just just have a conversation. Of course. No, and, of course. Um, and uh, they basically just called me one day. One of the brothers just called me, and he was just like, you know. Uh, you know, keep doing what you're doing. You know, we we appreciate everything you did, and it's kind of they just sent me some encouraging words. You know, I was I was planning to give them encouraging words. And they yeah, gave yeah. me encouraging words. Um, what was, was that like for you? It was it was actually very rewarding. Did you was, break down? I I didn't. Okay. Um, because it was just a yeah. It was very an overall positive thing. Yeah, so, it was yeah. overall positive and genuine, and it was just very um, it was just very enlightening. It was just they just sent a lot of encouragement to me. It was like we really appreciate you. Um, and just continue going forward with, with everything that you do. Yeah. Um, and really don't let it just kind of harbor on you too much, basically. And it was just like, wow, like, that's, right. that's real. If this is coming from somebody that's directly related to this yeah. person, I mean. Yeah. Who had to watch their brother get murdered absolutely. in the courtroom over and over again. Absolutely. So right. it, was, it was very rewarding. Absolutely. What, what, so I believe you're the first juror to come forward, right? Yeah. yeah. What, 
what inspired you to do that or motivated you to do yeah. that and what yeah, yeah. I mean, what's ahead yeah so for me it was like um well I, at that point i wasn't sure when the names were coming out but i wanted to come come out first just to debunk a lot of myths so during the time when i first came out there was the myth of they 100% came up with this decision because if they didn't they were worried about what's going to happen to the city or you know the the pressure. They only came to the decision because of the pressure, because of the pressure of what oh. was going to happen. And I'm, I mean, I had to come out like, no, like, no, we came to the decision because we came to this decision. Like, it was, yeah, yeah, it was really getting under my skin just hearing that always. And it's like, no, that's BS. So we came to it because we came to it. And and I had that. You I wanted, feel like you genuinely came to this, like, you know, doing your civic duty, right? Absolutely. Like, like I, I mean, I was trying to be absolutely. fair and honest. Absolutely. And, and I yeah. found it. I found it disrespectful to the entire process. So, I mean, people, I mean, it's to what one you guys thing. went through to what you sacrificed. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So we've been there. We sacrificed it. And that's like, um, there's, there's a lot of institutionalized racism within it. Mm-hmm. So I felt like me as a black man being a part of this jury, it's important for me to let people know, like, no, I was there. Yeah. Yeah. We got it done legit. Right. Like it's important for me to be the person to say, hey, no, I'm, I'm telling you this as a person that's in the community, I'm heavily a leader in the black community in Minneapolis. Yeah. So it's like, no, I was there. It was, we right. got it done the right way. Right. Like, it's not a conspiracy or nothing like that. We got it done. Yeah. And so I really just wanted to debunk, to debunk that. And um, I think it helps that you're a basketball coach for some reason. That yeah. be, Because, you know, sports are a big, you know, like you understand responsibility mm-hmm. and community and that mm-hmm. we all survive together kind of. You, you know what I mean? All those lessons. So I, I agree I, with you. I, I mean, I think it is more in a sense, believable. I don't want to act yeah. like it's, you know, like that's not a great but word no, I, choice. But yeah, I agree but yeah. with you though, actually. Um, and I think the fact that, because um, a lot of people bring up, oh, you, you weren't necessarily, you weren't afraid to come forward or you're not afraid of the backlash and all that. And I'm like, whatever happens, happens. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to walk around in fear or something like that. Like, who cares? Right. You live in North for Christ's sakes. I mean, I mean, I, yeah, born and raised. I mean, I was just, <laughs> so, I'm not, right. but no, seriously, I'm right. not, it's not something I'm concerned right. with. Like, yeah, what I mean, what you might get yelled at what's, or something. What's the right? exactly? So yeah, I mean, have you had any any issues? I mean, Almost. I'm sure you've seen some online troll shit. Yeah, online, but well, that's whatever. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's that's nothing. stuff like that is comical, actually. Yeah, it is. It, it's pretty funny. It truly is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I get a kick out of that. But um, no, I I mean, what's funny is um, even with the online stuff, the online stuff like affected people around me more so yeah. than affected me, unfortunately. Like where they're like, oh man, like they have to go see all the comments. They actually get affected by it. I was like, I don't care. Right. Um, but I haven't had any, any, I didn't have any issues so far. I had, there was one altercation with the officer where, you know, put me over no reason. I don't know if it's from, from me coming forward or me just being black. Cause it was one of the right, other. Right, right, right. I don't know. Coin flip. Coin flip. Right, literally. right. So, you know, pull me over no reason, put me in cuffs. It really doesn't matter, back. actually. It really, yeah, right. Same it thing. was an ugly act either way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, but that was it. But like I said, I, I, I don't know. The side of that has been nothing. Is there some fear of of reprisals, you know, from the police department a little me, bit? Like, no. 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 I mean, because the police department came out against them. Exactly. And I think, uh, exactly. you know, I talked to police while it was going on because we'll have them on my yeah. show. And and really, I heard encouraging stuff from Same. them. You know, like I, I mean, Same. I think in a way, it's healing and and really important for our community because it's we needed to see police, like because we do need police, like which you I know. agree with that too, right? And it's like, but we need good police, Facts. you know. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, that had to happen. No, I one hundred percent agree. And I mean, I um, 
like there's a few guys I know that are officers that I'm that I'm very cool with, and I mean they're like, nah, we we 100 like no, right. that's bad policing, like just 100 percent, right. like we that stand behind that. Shit up. Right. Exactly, exactly, yeah. exactly. And I'm not the type of guy that's against police, like as a whole. I'm not that person. Right, right. Like so, it's nope. like me. I'm I'm a little bit biased against authority. Yes, but I've met. We have many police on the show that I fucking love. That are great guys and all yeah, that. So I mean, yeah. I know they're out there, right? Uh, they definitely. I've are. just had too many run-ins with the fucking shit balls. But um, Tevin, is there anything that we're missing from the audience questions? Um, yeah, we can go through. These. I know we're running long, but we should. Uh, uh, I mean, yeah, Facebook try to questions get through them. real quick. Um, get so many people asked. Yeah, some of these I'm pretty sure are Derek Chauvin burner accounts that he's got. Oh, there's a lot of them. set up. There's that, a lot of. Them. Uh, there's a lot of them that's probably saying, oh, he's I been I was called a racist a lot of times when I came forward. It was the craziest thing ever. Um, but Luke Pearson wants to know, uh, how do you feel about the state releasing the identities of all the jurors? Was that something you were worried about at all? Um, I personally wasn't worried about it, but I was I was worried for those that um that want to live like a private lifestyle. So there's there's a handful of the jurors that just they're very quiet people, very mm. reserved, they don't want to be bothered. Um, and to see that they have to now become somewhat of a public figure, even though they never in their life could ever imagine being in the public, I felt like that's that's kind of stressful for them. So yeah. I felt for them, but for me, it was it was it was fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's definitely some people that were stressing about it and were really like worried about when the names would be releasing and what are they going to do once they're released. Yeah. Uh, Melanie Hansen um, wants to or asked a couple questions. You kind of touched on earlier. Um, again, kind of about the backlash of names being released, as well as asking about if you knew anything about the trial ahead of time, and kind of if you knew anybody. And did you know anybody you in, law any enforcement in law enforcement? Yeah, before you went in. Um. So, not. I mean, not directly. Like direct friends in law enforcement. But my. So my cousin is a. Uh, he's a CEO. So I mean that. So That's I mean, cop. Yeah. So so he's as a CEO. Right. My, my grandfather, who's now passed, he was actually a cop. Um, okay. okay. So, yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. A couple, yeah, yeah. A couple. That right. That um, bodes really. Terry Maxson Rooney had a couple questions, kind of that we covered as I know well. Terry, also shout asked, out also Terry. asked about the releasing of the juror names. Um, and then let me read some Chris, of the haters. Chris yeah, Nehart wants to know or says that George Floyd died from a fentanyl overdose. And then Aaron Miller and wants then John to know, Powers had a funny response. Wants to know how could you guys find this man guilty? He was just a cop dealing with a career criminal. Well, so it's funny <laughs> when people say that. So the idea of a career Why did criminal your group convict a hardworking policeman of a crime he didn't commit. Yeah, right, but huh. it's like okay, interesting way to see because somebody is a career whatever that means they they're supposed to just die at the hands of somebody else. Like, yeah. No, I mean that I, doesn't make any sense. I don't understand. So Aaron Miller, I'm really glad you listened to the show. I appreciate it, but I, I I really can't believe that a sane person or that a feeling person can see that video and see someone who's not doing anything wrong. It's so hard for me to to get my head around that. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't make any sense. And then, like I said, when people say the overdose, he theory, was like being very passive. He was calling for his mom. He was, he was like passive. he was he was begging them not to hurt him. And then at one point, it's, he's it, unconscious. He's not, <clears throat> there's not a threat. He's, he's he's unconscious at one point. He, there's literally nothing he can do because he's not conscious. What's the point of still staying there? So he stays. So I mean, Chauvin stays on top of this guy while he's unconscious and dies, until the paramedics come. 
I want to give Sean Powers a little yeah. shout out here because uh, Chris Nyhart wrote George Floyd died from a fentanyl overdose, and Chris and Sean Powers wrote George Floyd died from a due process overdose. <laughs> Chauvin is in jail because he tried to substitute his knee for Narcan. So yeah, and you're here because you're a career con man turned politician. <laughs> oh, this is a politician, I guess. That's a- Chris Nyhart. Hey. That's funny. That's interesting. Yeah, that, uh, let's that's see. always a funny one, too. I'm going to check my... I had some on my page, too, really quick. So I'll just look at those. But no, like I we'll, said, for me, it's always funny hearing the crazy negative comments because they don't make sense. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, I got to say, I came away from you extremely... You know, I truly didn't have a bias coming into it. Like, yeah, I was joking yeah. about that shit in the beginning. But, you know, and I assumed... Like, I meant everything I said, I guess, as far as... I would assume you'd have some bias and stuff, but really hearing you talk about it, you know, truly believe your, your, um, your intentions, I guess. No, for sure. And I mean, and this is one thing when you're on a jury, everybody has biases based on Yes. Everybody, everybody in the whole world. Like it's not wrong. I hate black people. No, understandable. (laughs) I hate bald people, (laughs) but everybody, everybody has biases. The only question is, can you put your biases aside and, and, Build the evidence and make a, a, a decision without those biases. Biases aside. That's right. that's that's all it comes down to. But everybody right. has biases. That's what makes that's what makes a jury or that's the point of a jury. Is you're taking people from different walks of life with different lifestyles and, and different perceptions of life, and you're bringing them together to make a decision. You want to have a variety of biases on a jury. Therefore, you get a variety of people, you get a variety of different backgrounds, therefore they get a decision that reflects the area. Yeah. People don't, for some reason, people don't seem to understand that right. aspect of it. They think you're supposed to be an empty vessel, right, which is which impossible. Is, that's impossible. Right. That's completely impossible. Well, we don't live in a vacuum. Inside. But yeah, what, what, um, but, um, there's no more questions on my page that are different. It's just a lot of stuff that we've hit, but I want to thank everyone for all the questions and response. Really happy to be back. We got more episodes lined up. We're going to start being regular again. So, so nice. we're psyched and please watch Brandon. Mitchell's podcast, The Wholesome Podcast. The Wholesome Podcast. Where can they find it? So we're YouTube, Spotify, Apple, um, either one. You know, The Wholesome Podcast. Like I said, it's a dating relationship podcast. Sunday releases. You know, every Sunday we're dropping something. So I've only watched one episode, but it was really funny. So that's why I've, whatever. I was thrilled that he was a normal person. Because, you know, you never know when someone brings you their podcast. So it's like. I was like, oh shit, this is actually really funny. They do a good job. Yeah. So it's like, oh, and you're a juror. You should be on my podcast. So, <laughs> so yeah, man. And if you ever want me on yours, I'd love to do it no, too. We're definitely gonna bring you through. Definitely All right, man. So yeah. So thanks everyone for tuning in.